diversions i realize i don't have any kind of introduction for this show um so for any first time listeners this is just a games club podcast with a rotating chair of people well it's usually me seth uh wilkins and someone else is usually how it goes um but yeah today we're talking about pikmin 4 um i guess we'll let's do introductions first so i'm matt murray shy guy city in the discord and on twitter um we got Jim in here, first timer. Jim, do you want to shout anything out, or do you just want to be Jim? I'm Jim. I'm I'm just a person. I love it. I All love right. it. Solid. Seth, are you also a person? I'm Seth. I'm also a person. Two dollar hero. It's me. Love being a person. Love to be here <laughs> talking with other people. Love it. Will, what do you got to add this time? I feel good. I'm I'm here. I'm present. Um, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm I feel I feel excited to talk about this, and I'm also I'm I guess I'm saying I'm a person too. Nice. We're all coming out today. I love it. <laughs> well, I think Wilk is probably coming out as a Pikmin fan today because uh, you really fucking like this game, right? I I think. I, I'm gonna put the, I put it this way. I always try to have a theme, and I, I think this might be a little bit more. This is like a Breath of the Wild kind of moment mm-hmm. for me, where I feel like Pikmin's finally got it. It. I don't know. If, I'm sure it's had it before. The the sauce is here. They got. They got it. They got it. I think this is one of the most like content rich games of the year. I feel like even the hype from Pikmin fans probably didn't get me to where I thought, and I think. I'm going to say something really crazy. I don't know how much I believe it. I think for me, this might be slightly better than Tears of the Kingdom personally, solely because it's an introduction to a franchise I I was maybe had sold myself off of. Mm-hmm. So as like breaking, I don't know, it like in the terms of impact, but yeah, I, I would consider myself a Pikmin fan. I now I'm I'm like all in. I mean, I'm looking at plushes. I'm 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 locked. I, I consider this a. Uh, not masterpiece, but it's, it's it's pretty fucking close. I think I'd go so far as to say, like, I, I need to spend a little bit more time with it. I want to go back and yeah. do the Dandori stuff, try to get Platinums and stuff. But, um, yeah, no, I think this is, if it's not a masterpiece, it's right there. And, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, Zelda, as crazy as Tears of the Kingdom was, and we talked about it for, like, three hours, um, yeah, Pikmin just has that... I don't know, just a bigger impact. Especially, you know, I've been there since day one. I never played Pikmin 2, but I bought Pikmin 1 on launch day. I bought Pikmin 3 on the Wii U on launch day. Um, I love those games. And we'll get into comparing them more in depth in a little bit. But, um, yeah, Pikmin 4, I, I it had its ups and downs for me a little bit until I did the very end game stuff. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. it has the best stuff I've ever seen in a Pikmin game. Like, some of these specific challenges and rooms are just so cool 
and yeah, in terms of content, Pikmin three had a lot of content too, but I don't, it just wasn't presented as I don't know in the same way. It was like all the Dandori equivalent stuff in three was like its own mode. It was like the mission mode or whatever. Um, so recontextualizing all that and putting it into the base game and having it be a part of the progression is just, it's so fucking cool. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to Bogart all the time right off the bat. Uh, Jim, did you have anything, uh, high level thoughts about Pikmin? Um, no, but you really connected something there when that's the way I kind of big figured it and saw it like with the different modes, like nighttime and the Dandori challenges, the like one-on-one Dandori thing, those all were kind of like, yeah, like they could be in a menu mm-hmm. somewhere and you choose it. But instead they package it in this way and fit it into this like theme and mold of this game where it just becomes kind of a part of it. Um, like, you know, the night stuff basically to me is like just a mini game. Mm-hmm. But they make it include it in this story that you got to do this to get this goo and this goo cures the guys, right? And curing the guys and like rescuing, you get points for for um, for Ochi and curing them. Then you unlock stuff to like, you know, whether it's you, you earn more like raw materials from them or whatever, or they're a part of like the bigger story, you know. I thought that was cool because then that broke it all up and you could kind of like, you can kind of pick and choose the experience you want or like what you want to do at that point. Um, yeah, that was just connecting to that. Like, I, that's how I felt about it. And whereas like the first, I've played like the first Pikmin, it's all kind of like one note. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more variety here and it was it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, I think the the biggest improvement i guess overall with pikmin 4 is just like the feedback loop is like it's a bigger loop and it's all more satisfying and like it all feeds back into the main thing like there's nothing you're doing that isn't like there's so much more to do than in pikmin 1 and 2 and even 3 but it all is feeding back into the same thing i think that's a really really remarkable design decision you can see why this game took like a fucking decade to make um, but yeah, Seth, any high level Pikmin four thoughts? I like it. <laughs> no, I, um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, um, I, I've played them all and I've liked them all. I like, I remember playing Pikmin one and two, um, even back on the GameCube. Like I've, I've been with the series for a long time as well, but I never felt like any sort of like attachment to it for whatever reason. I've never been able to articulate why it's kind of driven me crazy over the years of like feeling like I should be connecting with this franchise. Like on paper, it's everything that I like. It's like a unique thing. It's like Nintendo's take on like an RTS. It's got like all this personality and stuff. Um, But for some reason I've never quite, like I felt like there's a wall of glass between me and truly uh, loving it until this one. Like this is the first one that's really, clicked like this is where i was like okay yeah like we're we're in this i don't know if it's just like a different season of life i'm actually excited to go back and replay like one and two um now that they're on switch and stuff because i want to see like how those games would hit me post pikmin 4 but um but this one i think it's because of and i'm sure we'll get into to the weeds on all this stuff but like little tiny design decisions and the way that like 
all of those things coalesce and feed into each other, I think really like equals up to something that just feels a lot more in line with my current tastes, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I feel like. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Will. I, it's, I feel like Seth is hitting a, a nail here where I feel like whether or not we want to talk about like feedback loops and or like the, uh, what's the word I want to use? I feel like it's used in gaming. Like the, the loop here is really, really crazy good. And I feel like, you know, you're, you're in, you're in the world that you, you go, you, you search around, you get into a cave, you come out, you maybe find some new Pikmin, you find some Farlick, you get some treasure. There's, and then you kind of can do all that. And I feel like there's always something to be doing, but it doesn't feel like busy work in a way that I feel like a lot of other games like this do. I feel like a lot of it's fun. And I think a lot of that has to do with, it seems like they've changed a lot of the way the game works to make this loop work for them, if that makes sense. Yeah, you can tell like they really sat down and like thought about it. like how how do we make Pikmin sell better? Um, I mean, because mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. like every game you would want to sell better, no matter how well they sell. But yeah, Pikmin has always been. I mean, hell, I'd even call it like a C tier Nintendo franchise, not in terms of quality, but in terms of like I don't know, like notoriety yes. or reach. Uh, yeah, yeah reach. Um. And yeah, you you can see it. Like there, I don't know. There was hype for four in a way that I feel like I've never seen. Um, and I, I yeah, again, I don't know how much of that is like, oh, so many people skipped Pikmin three on the Wii U, and then the the Switch version ended up selling so well. So now there's all these other people that are now excited about four that wouldn't have otherwise been. Um, for I don't know. For my money, like Pikmin three is like a masterpiece. Also to me, I would. That's like a top three Wii U game. Um, when everything is flowing in that game, it, it gives me an even bigger or, I don't know, grander sense of like accomplishment than anything that's going on in 4. Again, not that I don't also feel that in 4, but um, there's just something so cool about like you're switching be- between the three captains and you can each take a different squad of Pikmin and you're sending them all in different ways and doing different things. Which again, the Dandori stuff in 4 kind of kind of touches on that a little bit but it never feels as complex as that but at the same time if getting rid of some of that complexity is going to help them like sell the franchise to new people and like get hit a bigger reach yeah i'm i'm pretty okay with with this um another thing i guess we kind of have to talk about a little bit is tinykin which came out last year and is really fucking awesome uh, but yeah, at the time, it got a lot of comparisons to Pikmin, both, I think, for the fact that the tiny kin are basically Pikmin in a lot of ways. They're just little alien dudes that you're finding and are helping you accomplish goals. And the fact that you're small, uh, like you're exploring a big house in tiny kin. Um, but beyond that, I always found the comparisons pretty surface level because as a game, that is just a straight up platformer. It's a collectathon platformer and there's no real like danger going on, which again is fine. Tinykin rules. Anyone that hasn't played Tinykin should play Tinykin. Um, but yeah, what really struck me the first few hours of playing Pikmin 4 is like, oh fuck, like <laughs> this feels like Tinykin um, in a lot of ways. Like the Pikmin feel less like resources to me in this and more um, keys, like keys to unlock different things or to make progress in different ways. And 
branch out into different paths and like I don't want to hear the Pikmin's death cries it's still horrible but it's really not that big of a deal when it happens both even if you don't do time travel which we'll talk about that too you could just replace all your Pikmin it's really not that big of a deal uh, and pretty quick too um, sorry I completely lost my train of thought right there so someone else is going to jump in well, you're you're right though, because like they definitely, um, I think those little quality of life improvements are certainly like a, like that's the kind like this game kind of understands what the hiccups of Pikmin have been for people, and like in in a lot of ways, you know, either removes rough edges or at least gives the player like avenues to remove some of those rough edges, and like, um, I think there's an argument to be made for like you know those rough edges being what fans of classic pikmin like mm -hmm. um but i think the game also has a really strong balance of like um still being able to provide some of that stuff especially in the later game and the post game and stuff like that um without like like in other words it's it's able to provide some of that quality of life uh improvements without losing too many of its like teeth Mm -hmm. which I think is is kind of nice, although it's never quite as, like, weird and scary as Pikmin 1 or 2. Um, but, like, they've removed, you know, any sense of, like, a like hard and fast, like, time limit. Like, you don't have to manage your food and stuff like you mm -hmm. did in Pikmin 3. Um, you know, you don't have, like, a set amount of days to, you know, to complete your mission. Like, you can, you know, just keep going as long as you want. It's much more about collecting than it is about survival which mm -hmm. for me is is a is a good improvement but it does like i had that same experience i don't know if it's because of the camera angle shift mm -hmm. or what but it did feel more like tiny kin where it's like okay like what i'm doing here is i'm like researching and collecting i'm not just like fighting tooth and nail to survive mm -hmm. and that is a more preferable loop to me when the reward for doing that is being able to do that better. Like mm -hmm. that concept of Dondori, like your reward for doing that is, is your ability to do that more efficiently to have things like, Oh, now I can call my idol Pikmin to me. Now I have like this, you know, treasure meter. Now I can see how many idol Pikmin I have. Now I can run faster. Now Ochi can, you know, start to carry stuff. So, like they they've created this loop of like I I am collecting and researching and going out on my missions and the reward is I can do that easier as I progress and um that's just really satisfying man like it just works I think I think the map I want to talk about is just so fire like yeah basically like open that map plan the area you want to be at plan where the bases are like you know I would love to go back and play this and be a little less dumb. Mm -hmm. And like, just try to do things more efficiently. You know, try to wipe wipe out a world and like, is you know, as quickly as possible. Um, I mean, even on the map, like you could just like click go here, right? And yeah. I was doing that. I'm just like, I'm not even gonna like. And it sounds almost like you can't even walk to where you're going, but like, what? Like, it's awesome. Like, click that, and I'm going, and I'm where I need to be. Um, and I just dug that. Like you could see all, all the collectible stuff, see all the you know caves, um, even like you know the path, different paths. Kind of like whether it's like a one of those air shoots to shoot you up, or like there's a bridge. All these things that can like help you plan stuff out. And yeah, once I like realized like like 
you know, I, I forgot totally that like we unlock that. We unlock the ability to see those things and do that stuff on the map. So it was really cool to be like, oh, like this is like my number one like tool here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't, I don't remember a map like that and the other one, the one or two. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was like sick to do that. Three had some of those features. I think even the go here, it's been a while since I played through three though, a few years. Um, I'm curious, Jim, because me, Seth, and Wilk have 100% of the game, and I know you're in, like, near the end. Um, have you messed with the Olimar mode at all? I was curious what that was. Is that, like, a mode of, like, where it's survival-y and, like, you basically play it like old-school Pikmin? Kind of. It, it, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's not as it's hard. It's very tight. Yeah, it's not as hard as, like, old-school Pikmin, but, yeah, like, you only have red yellow and blue pikmin you do eventually get moss so you do have a dog there too but yeah it's like you have to get 30 ship parts in 15 days and like you're you're playing through the levels and like you're having it your different starting points than when you're playing through the mainline thing um one of my favorite things about it is that like it it almost feels like it's like a stealth remake of pikmin 1 it's very i mean from a lore perspective, like this is like a retelling of Pikmin One already, um, but it even like there's remixes of Pikmin One music intercut into like the the Pikmin Four music. It like I really want to play more Pikmin Four just because it's so satisfying. And at first I was like, yeah, I could just do a new file and just try and blast through it way quicker. Then but then I was like. I could just play that Olimar mode a couple more times. Yeah. Like, it really, you can beat the whole thing in like a few hours on your first try. Um, I think it was two and a half for me. Yeah. And I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself very fast, but like, yeah, go on Murray and I'll, I'll expand oh, later. No, that, that's mostly what I wanted to say. But yeah, that Olimar mode is genuinely like, I was cool. shocked. I was like, this, this is just a straight up, like they, they gave you everything in this fucking game. Um, you also need to complete that Olimar mode to be able to unlock the purple and white onions too. But that is a separate thing. But to unlock the ability to do so, you need to hundred percent that. There's still a bunch too. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah. a lot to do, and like there's a lot, a lot of like, well, and I don't know how much into specifics we want to get yet, but like that, the cave where you unlock the white and purple onions is like some of the coolest content I've seen in a Nintendo game in a while. That last floor was when I realized, like, on basically each of those floors, I had to restart a couple times just because I had to, like, get the lay of the land or whatever. Same. And on that final floor to get the purple onion, I was sitting there. I was like, what the fuck does this game want me to do? Like, you give me, like, like I don't know, like, 15 rock Pikmin. What the fuck is happening here? And it's like, oh, like... I'm in like this little rat maze and I need to just like make my own path and like decide which path is like easier to do. And like, you can make so many cool decisions in such a small condensed space. It's incredible. Um, amazing game design like that. I was a little soured after the 20 floor final <laughs> boss cave. And we'll talk about That's that too. Rough. But like that white and purple onion cave that, that, it's like what elevated this game real high up for me. It is incredible. I I feel like 
touching on a couple things here, it, it, a lot of this in Nintendo on the Switch, it just all feels like Nintendo is really about sanding things down and not always, sometimes for the worse and sometimes for the better. Mm. And I feel like a lot of experiences from me, first party Nintendo games, like I'm not a Kirby guy, I'm not a Pikmin guy, I'm kind of now a Kirby and a Pikmin guy. So I think that they've done a really good job of getting people into franchises that have historic historically been maybe a little bit more it's not esoteric but maybe a little bit off the beaten path for they're not they're just not smash and it's not mario kart um so it's nice to see those games kind of get folded in and i think a lot of the design choices here are really smart and i was talking to jim about this at some point every item and every upgrade that you can use to get for uh your player character and for um otachi are like designed to make the game even more fun seamless and quick like you cannot equip any you can unequip all those items which i thought was really smart so if you want to have a challenging time go for it if you don't want you know resistance to fire you don't have to use it but it's all there and i feel like a lot of the game does a really good job with that i the biggest my my biggest regret and maybe you'll feel the same way i don't know how seth handled this i wish i would have completed the olimar story before i yes. completed the last level I, and i, I feel like my so. experience would have been pretty different mm. I, I i did not struggle super hard with the 20 level dungeon i was a little frustrated but i think it's because at this point i was trying to get some of the game done just so we could talk about this and and come in here and be ready for that um and i think some of that's because i played completed resident evil 4 completed stephanie and then completed uh <laughs> pikmin 3 and all in about uh three weeks so i've been i've been grinding but that's really what's that we played pikmin 3 as well yeah, I, uh, I I beat Resident Evil 4, then went right into Stephanie, and then went right into Pikmin 3, and that's all been since... He means 4. 4, sorry. Oh my god, oh, I'm so sorry. What game were we playing? playing three. Oh that would have been crazy. I would have been, been really on one. Um, if we had more time, <laughs> I was going to replay Pikmin 3 this week. If we were doing this conversation if, next week, I was absolutely going to replay Pikmin 3. I was either going to do that, or I was going to throw my hat into like one of them, and just be like, mm -hmm. I'm going to play one... I um. Shout out to, to Shy Guy in the, uh, the the group here who sent me a uh, pristine copy of the Wii Motion Control Plus version that I need to um, kind of sink my teeth into. Can I talk about that real quick? Can I talk about that real quick? The controls sure. on that, I wish existed in 4. Do they not? Because um, I, I never, I didn't try, I didn't look what, at any of that stuff. What, one, Seth probably has a better idea than me, uh, but... What I remember is that, like, you could use the one of the control sticks, I think, and it, it would play, like, a bugle, like, trumpet. <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah. just woke the, I woke the cats up making that noise. <laughs> and they would, like, charge. So, like, you can kind of, like, send, like, your groups, right, with mm. the, the button or whatever. But with this, like, they go, like, they, like, line up and, like, charge. And you could also use that to kind of, like, sneak around corners and I just felt like in that game, I could put and move them where I wanted to better. In this, I just kind of felt like, I don't know why I couldn't send them individually from charging, like when I'm sitting, riding on Ochi, you know? Sure. Like, sure, you can charge up and then go with them, mm -hmm. but that's not always what I want to do. Right. Like, mm -hmm. especially in Dandori, I don't want to keep, like, switching on and off. Like, sometimes I just need to send a few here, send a few there, keep going and do this and like i felt like if there had a little more com like combination of those weak com controls i'd have been i mean and i set some of the like shortcuts like you can but i don't know i felt it was a little clunkier sometimes 
one of the I don't think this is exactly what you're talking about, but one of the later last power ups you get is is a trumpet and it lets you like move them around as a one big group you can like maneuver them like around you but i didn't use it very much and i don't i don't i don't know if it's if that does what you're what you are wanting it to do but it does let you like move them out of like harm's way and stuff But also, it's a it's a very late, or maybe it's an Olimar. Thing. I don't remember when I got it, but I remember it, it's it's one of the last. It's it's literally one of the last things you get. It's like the fi- I'm trying. You have to complete. You get it from the musician when you get all the musical uh, instruments. Right. When the last yeah. inst- one of the yeah. last instruments is found in like, I, I the last one of the crazy dungeons. I think so. I feel like I've got the musician stuff. Um, I I, I, I I also just wanted to. Oh, I was just gonna say, I I do think the last instrument is in maybe the twenty floor boss dungeon, or maybe I, I think you're right. You know? I think that's right. But sorry, go well, ahead. Will. I I I just wanted to give a shout out, and I think I, I you know I thought the first two worlds were a little boilerplate. I kind of mm-hmm. liked that though. They felt a little like intro Pikmin, what I understood Pikmin to be, and then by world three, the the one with the shores, I was yep. like, we're doing it. They're going for it. Like I think three, <laughs> four, and five. Six, uh, six is fine. I didn't, I didn't hate six. I just think three, four, and five are like some of the peak. And by the time you get to the barbecue, and you're like, oh, this is just really between the music on the, especially the music in worlds three and five are like absolutely just stellar. They're a great atmosphere. They look really great. I think the overall the visuals of this game too are just really aesthetically pleasing, and it's very nice. And they have this like sheen to them, and it, it, it's almost like I don't know. I, I really just like being in those places. Yeah, um, I will they, say. Um, oh, sorry. Go I, ahead, I will say. Uh, go, well, I was. I was just gonna like um, adding on to to what Wilk just said. Like the, uh, yeah, like the the aesthetic of the game. Like the the way that everything, even just like shifting the camera, you know, kind of more behind the back versus like isometric, makes me feel like way more immersed mm-hmm. in like the just scale of everything. I think that's a another huge reason why I just feel more connected to it. Um, but yeah, the, the music, like when I was playing the game initially, I didn't appreciate it that much until I got to um, the barbecue area. I forget what it's called in the game, but like yeah, that's Jack when it's more like front facing and it, yeah, it, it's more like melodic. Like when, when you get there, it's more kind of like in your face. I'm like, Oh shit. Like this is, this is good. And then I went back and listened to, the rest of the soundtrack separately and it is like some of the best like ambient style music i think i've ever heard like i just i'll have pikmin 4 soundtrack on while i'm just like doing house chores like it's really great stuff man even though it's not like in your face with like hard-hitting melodies like it is still very like high quality and evocative it's really good yeah, I feel that way about Pikmin 1. Like, I still, I didn't, mm-hmm. like, I love Pikmin 1, but I don't, I didn't play it a billion times. Like, I played through it a few times as a kid, but, like, the memories are still there. And, like, I still hear, the, like, yeah. I don't know. I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, you hear that. I was about to say the same thing. Um, yeah, I also I've been listening to the soundtrack separately the past couple of days, partially just to figure out what to use as like the intro and outro of the podcast. But yeah, there, there was more cool stuff here than I remembered. Because I agree, it really was the barbecue level where I was like, oh shit, like they're getting into it now. But 
yeah when you go yeah. back it's it's really cool um and yeah about the camera yeah it objectively it is like yeah they should have done this with pikmin 3 probably of, of shifting the camera down that way um i will say i feel like being able to move the camera it ruined some of like the the jokes in it and by jokes i mean like again in that 20 floor dungeon there's like a bush and there's a big bulb orb hiding in Gosh. the bush and you can only see his eyes it's poking so out cool. but I, and mm-hmm. it's awesome but i feel like it'd be even funnier if it was an above view and you couldn't adjust it and then he could actually like get you because like i mean i suppose and i'm sure someone's been gotten by that bulb orb but like you know it was just like a, it was a funny thing. Whereas I want like the funny, like, haha, I lost 80 Pikmin in one go kind of thing. Um, as opposed to just, haha, this is a good visual game. But what that, that's a small complaint in the grand scheme of things. Cause that camera, yeah, that's maybe besides like expanding the feedback loop of the game. I think, yeah, the camera is like the biggest improvement from the previous games in the series. I didn't realize it was different until you all said it. <laughs> and so it's funny because like to me that's like a huge change and mm. like it's such a minor thing but to me like it just yeah like it's it's little tiny stuff like that that just makes me feel more connected to it i'm curious where y'all come down on making your own character because like that was also way more impactful to me than i was expecting it to be like i've never really I, I like Olimar. I like Brittany and Charlie and, you know, all these characters. I like them. They're they're cool, well-designed characters. The, the characters that you meet, the NPCs in this one, are well-designed, cool. Like, you know, I, I like them. But I've never really felt any sense of connection to them at all. But, like, I made my little angry, like, Ron Swanson-looking dude who just, like, runs around flailing his arms. And all of a sudden, I felt, like, way more into my little guy, mm. like my little just weird Pikmin dude who's just out there running around. And um, I don't know, like that, I, I didn't expect that to be like a meaningful addition to me as somebody who doesn't usually really care. And considering how simplistic the character creator is, like there's not a lot of options, but even just having it in there was a big deal for me, weirdly. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also being able to unlock playing as a Muppet is fantastic hell yeah even as much as i liked my grumpy little man um the moment i could play as a leafling i'm like yeah that's that's going on and not coming off um i will say there's actually when when i played the demo and i was making me and my wife were making a character together and we also were like oh there's not that many options here i didn't realize like yeah when you change the body type that also completely changes what selection of hair and stuff you get so like there is a decent amount but they're just like locked to certain body types which it is still kind of frustrating um but that but yeah i agree with you like the only thing i really like about olimar i mean i I think he's like cute sort of or whatever but not, not really notable i do like i don't remember which pikmin game gave him the super deep voice i'm assuming it was at least three i remember him having a deep voice in three yeah like (laughs) i don't know why i guess that's the joke is he's this tiny little man even by their standards and he's got this super deep voice um it's like finding out that link is only like four foot eleven like i I like hell yeah i like the detail that olimar has a super deep voice but yeah i agree the character creator was great um i don't really want to go back fuck louis like I don't, I don't want to ever have to play as Louis. Fuck that guy. 
Yeah, fuck um, Louie, man. Yo, he, he's an op. He's an op, dude. He's he Louis. Dude, honestly, at this point, if Louie was on the block, he'd get spun. I don't want to say on it. On site. <laughs> on site. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the character creator, I think there's like a little bit more, I don't know if it's agency. There's a level that like, again, again with this, where I feel like the character creator and past, would be like, absolutely not. We're Olimar. This is a Pikmin game. You're playing this. And I feel like the character creator, I was like, oh, this is just fun. Mm -hmm. I just feel like a lot of this game is just like, here's the fun. Here's the character creation. Here's the goofy little person you made. And I think my person, I was like, I like this. I like doing this. It didn't take a whole lot of time. And I think this is one of the cases too, where the demo probably, I, I don't know how many units, but I feel like the demo really moved the needle. I don't think any one of us was really talking about this game, right. at least connecting. I think we were, you know, new Pikmin 4 was coming out, but I think that demo really sold me on oh, a lot yeah. of this. Yeah. Like, I was excited for 4, just, and we gotta talk about this too, um, Pikmin 3 on Wii U is like one of the best single player games I've ever played, Pikmin 3 on the Switch is one of the best co-op games I've ever played, and I naively assumed they were bringing the co-op mode from the Switch version of 3 into 4, only to find out that it's Mario Galaxy, you're throwing pebbles and carrots or whatever, um, yeah, but it's a bummer. Like, I was excited about Pikmin 4, but it wasn't... Yeah, it really wasn't until the demo that I was like, like, oh fuck. And even then, the first hour of the demo, I was like, oh, like, did they, did they ruin oh. this? Did they take out? Did they, they remove the co-op? And there's all this talking. Like, did they remove everything I like about Pikmin? But yeah, that once you get through all that tutorialization, like, yeah, it's it's nonstop fun. Like, yeah, the character creator, I guess, also being as simple as it is, is also just like, they're just they're trying, they're giving you this thing. But yeah, they're also just removing all the roadblocks to having fun. I guess in that sense, the only roadblocks to having fun in the game is the first hour and all the tutorialization. But at the same time, I get it. If you're like a 10-year-old kid that's ever played a Pikmin game, you're probably going to need this. So it's fine. It's not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I, I felt like the first hour probably needed to be mentioned. And I'm glad I played it during the demo. I'm... Mm -hmm. If I had bought this without playing the demo and wasn't able to upload my save and just like pick right up where I left off, which also was a little baffling for the first hour where I was like, what, what was I doing again in this game? Um, the, tour to, tour, <laughs> the tutorial area was very like crazy handholdy in a way that I was like, this is even I feel like a little heavy for modern it's Nintendo. Rough. It's it's, sky, it's a little Skyward Swordy. Um, Especially I coming also, off of Tears of the Kingdom, it's like the exact yes, opposite kind of. Yeah. It truly, could not be more different in that way. Where like you play Tears of the Kingdom, and it's like figure this out. I don't know. Right. And it's like I, I appreciate that this game was. I think really, it, it feels like a really nice reset, and it also feels like a really nice summary. I don't know. There's we vibes get talked a lot about, yeah. and I think I, I'm I'm happy that that term just means a billion different things to a billion different people. But <laughs> the, the game has pretty immaculate vibes, and it's very evocative of a certain time, and very uh, I don't know. It's 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 got something that other other games really don't have. I, I don't know between the loop and Dredge got closed for me this year, but I, I don't I don't think any other game has quite this the grab and the pull and I know we've been talking a lot about a lot of different things and I, I'm really happy to see Nintendo achieve something that I feel like is probably pretty tough and it seems like it went through a lot of different changes and even then the old the, the game kind of has it all like yes. you can play old school Pikmin and like and have a full a, a two to three hour campaign and, and it feels like the game also really wants you to speed run and to play it quicker and faster than you were once playing it mm -hmm. I think 
that so we had talked about all of those upgrades are basically a way to be like hey it can be an easier time for if you want mm-hmm. and like that's how it communicates to me and i know we, you kind of already touched on this but it communicates that way to me rather than like this is an upgrade you need to get this is you got to get this like get this and except for the point where you need they don't let you do the fire resistant thing without it or something mm-hmm. but like yeah i feel like you could not get that and have like choose your choose your own like adventure of the like level of difficulty and there's just like the diff i just feel like it lets you play how you want um mm-hmm. it feels pretty cozy you can make it feel real cozy it's a very uh, cozy like an game. exploration game yeah like hundred like not even close you're doing the same you know pieces here as the other games or the you know but it's so much more of just like you can chill and it feels good like that or you know it introduces you to like the thought of that dandori like basically like full optimization you know full you know is minds the mindset of like a hardcore rts person and it kind of get, gets that in you too it's like hey do you want to do this you could just like do this better do right. you want to learn do you want to do this and i kind of like i don't know i just love that and it's like it's doing that without just like a setting on a menu you know what i mean yeah um, it all is kind of like natural like it just yeah comes up organically and and I, that's what's like new games are doing i remember working with a guy and he'd be like oh, i just wanted to play this assassin's creed but i just couldn't get past this i got far but i couldn't get past it and you know what i'm never gonna see this story because i can't beat this and I used to be like, what a nerd, you're old. Uh, <laughs> get good or something. But I was like, no, like, yeah, now it's like different. It's like, we don't have that much time. We don't have, you know, you know, like, if I, oh, I just lost 40 Pikmin. I just lost 10 white ones and I can't, I don't, I don't want to find time to get more of them. I'm just going to rewind it. Like, I don't know. There's not. There's just all these different ways to make it as comfortable as you want. Yeah. Or as challenging as you want. And then I think that they just fucking nail it harder than anything else has been doing that. And I don't know. They made it accessible, but still like polished and like great. In terms of like, yeah, being able to make your own difficulty or whatever. And we haven't even really, we've mentioned him, but yeah, we haven't really talked about Ochi. Um, not just from a cuteness perspective, and yeah, Jim's clapping right now in case that's not uh, <laughs> um, incredible mechanic. Yeah, well, hold on yeah, yeah. from the demo playing with him. All I could, I couldn't stop thinking about him. I was so ready to play with him. Yeah, uh, he's, I think, I think Ochi sold me 90% sold me on this game in that demo. It's so wow. funny that, like. The simple, like, if this played just like Pikmin 1, 2, or 3, but had the addition of Ochi, I think it also would have, it not only would have brought people in still, but it would have been worthy of the praise. This is like a late season addition to a sitcom, like the shitty, like, orphan boy that Uh comes and joins the family. He's a real scamp. And you (laughs) fucking love him or hate him. And this is Ochi, and we love him. Poochie. He came in, we didn't know we needed it, and it was great. And he's not like 
You didn't think the series needed a dog companion, but it did. Well, no, and it, I, I yeah. So go ahead, Will. It 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 feels like it's really capitalizing on like the the love of animals. Also, it's very cute, and I do mm-hmm. like that you cannot customize Ochi. That he's yeah. just like there as an object, yeah. but he's I also so central to the way you interact with the game, and he's he can kind of just eventually just do everything. He can hunt for stuff he can go on his own he can protect stuff at night he can he can charge he can stun he can he could go grab pikmin and bring them back to you he's he's essentially like a right hand he's got that dog in him (laughs) he literally i mean quite literally well and that that's also what i wanted to say too about like making your own difficulty like obviously if you 100 percent the game ochi gets all the abilities but like Early on, you level Ochi how you want. Like, and so I don't know how everyone else is doing it, but yeah, I was focusing on making him be able to carry more stuff and be able to uh, hit harder. Because in my head, I'm like, well, I got the yellow Pikmin for digging or whatever else, but like, I I want to just have Ochi be able to have the strength of 100 Pikmin. I can grab that damn watermelon without 100 Pikmin out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, for the nighttime battles, yeah, I would just leave him in the nighttime ones, which we got to talk about that in a second, too. But uh, during the, I, you know what, we'll just back up and we'll talk about it. So one of the biggest new additions to this game is these nighttime levels and where they're basically tower defense, kind of, mm-hmm. but not nearly as interesting, where you're using glow Pikmin to protect these Pikmin, these luminals. No, um, yeah, yeah. And I really like them in theory. I think that it's such a cool mix-up. And I I didn't... I wasn't, like, upset or whatever, but I just found them very... They were too simple. and They were too boring. Um, even, like, the later ones, I think I had to restart once, and that was just because I messed up something with my camera, and, like, I charged under an enemy instead of hitting him or whatever. Um, but, yeah, like, the, the, the part I liked most about the nighttime stuff was when you were having to guard two luminals, I'm like, well, yeah, Ochi's got this one. I'll just take all the, the glow Pikmin and go over to the, the second one. But Ochi's got this one by himself. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess the other thing that the nighttime stuff does for you that I didn't take advantage of till the very end was you, at the end of the level, you get glow Pikmin seeds that you can just pop out and have glow Pikmin help you whenever you want in the, in the main game. Which is nice because they're very OP, <laughs> especially when you have yeah. like a couple dozen of them. They are like indestructible almost. Um, during the final boss fight, I had I just popped like thirty of those. And I'm just like fuck this, <laughs> just just yep. just yeah. finish this. <laughs> yeah, I I personally really liked it as like a change of pace, yes. kind of mm. thing. But mm-hmm. like like at the same time, yeah, I can't really deny. You know, like, I, I don't disagree with that assessment of it either. Because, like, it, you know, it doesn't really... First of all, there's not all that many of them. Right. Um, And and so, like, you don't end up having to engage with it that much. Just, like, like literally engage with it that much. Um, So I think that plays at least some role into the feeling of just kind of, like, why am I even, you know, bothering? But also the, um, the, the reward for it is a little more rotes than some of the other rewards in the game because um it's it's more like story focused and yes you get like your your pup drive you know points and stuff like that but by the time you're like seriously engaging with it you've already kind of got 
you know, Ochi kind of at a good place, you know? And mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, like the, I feel like it, it's slotted into a strange sort of area in the game, but I, I don't know. I, I liked it fine. But once I was done with it, I was like, okay, like, yeah. you know, I have no desire to ever go back and do this again. Right. Yeah. You know? I wish they were Same. longer. Mm-hmm. I do too. Cause like, I feel like mm-hmm. they're like dumb short. Yeah. And then sometimes you don't even have to f- kill everything. Right, you just have to laugh. Well, like yeah. sometimes it just times out that like times up, and there's a few more, but don't worry about it. Well, and like they'll even like, cut yeah. it off. Like, like whenever yeah. you you've killed everything, they'll just cut it off. And I'm like, well, let me like let me just run out the rest of the clock, you know, so that I can so that I can gather more of these and get more seeds or whatever if mm-hmm. I have the extra time. Yeah, you know. It also, so, it would have been cool if they leaned into the tower defense stuff. Like, you're already giving me these, like, yeah. weird ghostly glow Pikmin. Let me build, like, trebuchets and shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that would have been really... And build walls and stuff. Like, it in a Pikmin 5 or even DLC, I would love for them to, like, really, like, hey, here's, like, 30 of these stages and they we really lean into this <laughs> shit and you're gathering resources beyond just the star bits to make more glow Pikmin. Um, but yeah, I think that is one of my biggest complaints with the game and it's pretty small. Other b- bigger complaint is I find the main levels, the main six levels aren't nearly as interesting as in Pikmin three. Um, I, I do They're like super unique. Huh? They're not super unique. Yeah. I feel like to but- one of them. Besides the water one, which the water one is definitely the standout. Um, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the last level, I don't even... You know, I just played this game, like, a day ago. I think I 100%ed it, like, a day and a half ago. I don't even remember the last level besides that that's where the damn gold bar was that you did 100 purple Pikmin for. Same. Yeah. Six is, six is uh, yeah, a little marshy. I, I, to, to touch on the, the nighttime stuff, I got to a point where one of the the large sort of daddy long legs enemies was attacking and I just had Dingo finish it up. I, by the time I was done with the glow Pikmin, the nighttime stuff, I was like, just Dingo's got this. That's super sick. <laughs> I never used Dingo. Yeah, I was like, what, what did he do? I didn't, I didn't try. He just does it for you. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Yeah. He literally, you go, you go get help, and Dingo goes, "I got this." Like, let me shine, and I was like, "This is a wild mechanic." And like, I just was in, I, like, I think I was going through a part where I was like, I used him twice, and I was like, "Oh, I should go back and do this," but I was like, "This is this exists here for a reason." Yeah. I, if I really feel like I didn't get the full experience by using a glow Pikmin or by completing one of these nighttime levels, it's like on me. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting. And I think some of the level design too. Yeah, a lot. Some of it felt like the first two worlds in particular felt felt real, just kind of like boilerplate Pikmin. We're we're using this, and I'm very curious to see what three is like now after hearing you. You know, I'm a, it seems like the levels are a little bit more um, unique from each other. I I just remember doing cool stuff like you're having to find like broken porcelain to like make bridges, but you're having to do complex things of like. Like, okay, you're having to have the water Pikmin get the broken porcelain, but then you have to have the yellow Pikmin be ready to, like, make a, um, like, a lift for them, kind of. I, and again, it's been a few years since I played it, so maybe my memories are, are exaggerating how cool the levels are. But I just remember, I don't know, the last level is, it's like one giant, like, boss encounter, kind of, but, like, it's not that much of a fight. It's, again, it's kind of Dandori-ish of, 
you're trying to most efficiently get through this giant like dead tree while this thing is pursuing you and trying to grab Olimar. And then it ends with a fight, but I don't know, like you, you are still dealing with like, yeah, we have limited time. The the time is going to run out. And if the time does run out, the alien thing is grabbing Olimar and pulling him back or whatever. Um, yeah. Like I, I liked the final boss in four uh, conceptually and visually and stuff. Even gameplay wise, I mostly liked it, but just fuck that final form, and I we don't need to talk about it too much green because yeah, fuck green. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to talk about it too much. Yeah. I know Jim hasn't done it, but uh, there. <laughs> well, I I guess I'll just warn I'll you then. He yeah. he creates puddles of instant death, and then yells <sighs> that sends all your Pikmin flying around. I literally lost one hundred Pikmin in like two seconds because he a second. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to restart it four times, and I was I I was on what what I would call the last. You know, like I got this, and I didn't realize that was the case. I thought I was just going to take damage, and it mm-hmm. yelled, and I was I literally screamed. I was I was I wasn't like. <laughs> Full blown. I wasn't furious, but I mean, thirty hours into something, and you're trying to, you know, kind of just see all the breath of it. It, it feels like a challenge. It is definitely there for people who had seen the the seven credit rolls and the fake outs, and <laughs> who had pushed past the other, you know, the, the way the the game was sort of structured. It's. It, it, I don't think it's. It, I don't think it's crazy, crazy, but it definitely takes a second. My main con- or my main problem with it, as someone who didn't really engage with the the time travel stuff or the resetting time um just be like, i'm a weirdo i like dealing with my own dumb consequences um for the most part like if i lost 100 pikmin i'm probably gonna rewind just because it's like yeah that that's a bit much but like if i lose 40 pikmin I'll, I'll just accept that like it's not that big of a deal even with like purple pikmin i lost a lot of purple and white pikmin in various caves i was fine with that I was not fine with it <laughs> during this final boss because, like, you lose 100 Pikmin. Like, what am I going to do? I'm either going to reset the time or pop 100 Glow Pikmin. Like, but that's also stupid because mm-hmm. I can just rewind time. Um, that that was my main problem with it because I find it hard to believe that, like, people aren't going to get caught off guard by that, the death puddles in the yell combination. Like, that's... I would it's be shocked if there's like one person that didn't lose like at least thirty Pikmin in one single second. If anybody was just like, "Yeah, it was easy." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why not? I think that's how most of the like tragic losses I had, where I was like, I hadn't counted this thing. I remember the first time it was just the little like coin shaped rock guy. Yeah, and they go up, but like I killed him. Yeah, I was like, cool. Like I beat him. I'm sure he's gonna do something, but like it still falls. Yeah. And it squawked like fucking fifty of them, and I go, "Oh!" But he died. So like, like what? What? Yeah. Just I think the first time. So there's one dungeon where I think it's. Mm, it was in the fifth world, and it's a big fat one that rolls right, big fat oh, Bulbo or whatever. Oh no. yeah, I hate and those so I've I've fought one before, and like yeah, I got caught off guard. And probably rewinded. But this time I was like, I literally had, I don't know if it was the space or what. I could not have them all get squished. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I literally just, me and Ochi went up there and fought it. And like, I was like, what am I doing wrong? That's how I did it. Is that what you're supposed to do? Is this the one where you have the two, there's an airstream on either side of it and you're in a very confined space? That's the one I'm talking about. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like a really small space. Yes, and it's shooting and it, out a bunch of little guys. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's a bad. It like yeah. I got. I was just like, I think I lost fifty Pikmin and just said fuck it. Like I didn't yeah. care at that point. I think like I tried three times of like actually fighting with Pikmin being kind of conservative, but like they still would get squashed. Right. And I was like, uh. So I just only ochied it. And a lot of the time, oh, okay. when that kind of challenge would happen, like my answer often was ice Pikmin. But like, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. freeze that dude fast enough. Even if you mm. use like the ice nope. bombs, it just doesn't. It just doesn't work. Not enough. Um, I I, I yeah. want to say there were there was one other enemy too. Um, I had a similar response to, and I think somebody else in this chat is a big fan of it. The first time I fought the disco ball. Hell yeah! Go to hell. I mean, okay. <laughs> I love that disco ball, dude. I hated. I- that thing, I that once I saw what was happening, I had a better idea. The first time I fought it, I was like, "Please, was it stepping what in on the hell?" It, it 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 makes all the Pikmin dance, and then it steps on them. <laughs> yeah, it has a purple haze that it missed. So fucking sick, man! It's I love great. That it felt. I was like, "Is this an enemy from Ratchet and Clank?" <laughs> it was wild. It does feel a little Ratchet and Clank. It, like yeah. it's a little like it's a little goofy in that way. That Insomniac, I feel like, yeah. Um, weird i remember having a hard time with it he definitely killed at least 30 pikmin in like one stomp but i again that was when i didn't mind like that one felt fair to me but i i see where you're coming from also that boss is just so cool that i didn't i didn't mind like it's a, it's definitely unique That's yeah where I, I was i think i was like this is just so cool and i wish i there think were... that i was always mounted so they didn't dance and then, for some reason, I assumed the color that it was showing reflected the color of Pikmin you need to throw on it. Huh. Nothing oh. interesting. Um, I was what I'm say, saying is nothing interesting happened when what? I fought the boss. <laughs> I don't remember them dancing. I didn't think it was a disco ball. Um, <laughs> what did you it think was, it was? <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was a color coded <laughs> thing where you're supposed to throw. I don't think that's the case. I mean, maybe you're right. So, like, I just kind of conservatively threw some and then yeah. like waited and then grabbed them and then like. I mean, I, I wish that was the case now. I, That's huh. super sick. I like I maybe you're some. right because he does Bummer. emit like the different colored gas and I don't I don't remember. I, I again I would need to replay the game and yeah. M- do you refight that the disco ball in the in the twenty k? I forget you refight most know. everything, but I don't think you refight that. That, that doesn't. I think that's Not the only that you. One. That's one of the unique enemies. I feel like it really only kind of exists there. And that that's another thing that again comparing this to Pikmin three, like I feel like the bosses in Pikmin three were overall just way more memorable and just more. Like, I don't know, I can I still remember fighting, like, the, the big ant lion, and then, like, you're, all your Pikmin are getting sucked into the sand pit, and I remember... So much cool stuff, and, and yeah, I, I... I don't know. Like, enemies that were bosses in previous games, are, like, they're presented almost as, like, mini-bosses here. And I don't know... It, yeah. Especially with Ice Pikmin, like, yeah, if you don't mind not having a corpse to take back, which I almost never needed that anyway... You can destroy like basically anything in this game and just charge with Ochi, have like thirty ice Pikmin and like everything else is just red or purple. That everything's dead in a matter of seconds. Which again, like that you know, I'm also speaking from the perspective of someone who's been playing games for thirty years and who has played all the Pikmin. Well, not two, but has played most of the other Pikmin games. So I I know the general flow and stuff. So again, from like a kid's perspective. Maybe they don't realize that that's like 
an OP strategy or whatever. But um, until I got to like, yeah, some of like the optional stuff, like the purple onion cave. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The game was just lacking that, you know, (coughs) the teeth, I guess a little bit, but again, it, it, the game is just so pleasant and like fun to play that it didn't really matter. Like it, I think I said this at the start, no, yeah. but like if this is how they want to take Pikmin, I'm totally okay with it. I, I can go back and play Pikmin three whenever I want, but it, it is interesting. Cause I bet there is a, there is a way in which they can like fuse the best elements of three and four and make something like absolutely fucking insane. And I would love to see them do it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see where they go from here, like in terms of like how like, yeah, how how do you kind of like, you know, better bridge both of those worlds? Because I, I feel like there's there's a way to do it and I feel like they're pretty close. But um, but yeah, I, I would like to see them kind of like make make something that feels a little bit more like um like a I guess a better sum of both of those parts be neat. Um. Oh, I, we were talking about favorite or least favorite Pikmin tragedies earlier. Very early on, fighting one of those like uh, like elephant flamethrower things, I had thrown like twenty red oh, Pikmin yeah. on, and then he sneezed, and they went off a pit, and they all they all all mm-hmm. died instantly. And, Same. And it was incredible. And again, I didn't rewind. I'm just like, no, that that's on me. I, you gotta, you gotta Nightmare remember, fuel. you gotta remember the fallen, so you don't make those mistakes later. So true. Dude, that um, that water wraith, like the first time uh-huh. I encountered that, it just like destroyed my soul. Like I, <laughs> um, I like not only did it just like ruin so many of my Pikmin instantly, um, but like the way it's set, like it's a neat idea. Like I like the the concept of having like this unkillable thing that just sort of chases you through like the, the cave, that's all good. That works. But, um, I like, I ended up with, if you want a hundred percent that cave that it's in, like I, I wound up having to do like the jankiest stuff, like leading it into an open area, Mm -hmm. letting it sort of run around for a little bit, then going and like, kind of kiting like the the collectibles like closer and closer then gathering them back up before it could roll them back over you know like it was hell like i yeah. i hated it <laughs> um yeah o- <laughs> overall i loved that enemy um yeah the first time and again i it does it trigger based on like the amount of time you've been in the cave or whatever because i think yeah i think so because when it triggered for me the first time before I even knew it existed where it landed was literally right next to where I was, which was in a hallway that with a dead end, all my Pikmin dead. That was like the first time I had to use the rewind. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, yeah, it, it's a really cool little, like it reminds me of Mr. X in resident evil two. Um, especially mm. because like, yeah, you get to get revenge on him if you make it all the way to the final floor. Then you can grab some purple Pikmin. Or feels good. It, it feels yep. amazing. It, it's great. Um, I, it's, I, it's a little bit more like Nemesis that way, honestly. Resident Evil Three, similar rocket launcher, kind of coming for you. I feel like there's that sense of dread, Terminator style. 
I was more scared by Mr. X, but that's uh, I, I think that enemy, I honestly didn't really struggle. It's funny to hear because like, I, I didn't really struggle with that enemy. I was just kind of like, oh, what's he doing? I mean, I think he was super cool looking and I was like, mm. this guy's a loser and just like ran around a corner and was like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, like you're not, not getting me. I've not seen this yet. I probably, you did the, it's in World 3, I think. World 3, uh, Engulfed Castle or something. Yes. He's right. invisible oh, and he has two th- and he has two things he rolls on. He's got like a giant rollers and, and like oh, shimmering in- body. Instant death. Oh, he like barely moves. Damn. This ain't a challenge I you were for me. Saying it was like a water thing. He he, he looks kind of liquidy. Thing. Oh, like, yeah. He, well, no, it, no. I know the, the name of the thing. enemy, I guess, is. Uh, it's a, it's called a water wraith. Damn. The wall. So I don't remember that thing was like just slow and annoying. You he is like, pretty slow, but like you can't kill it, right? You can only you can only kill him with purple Pikmin. You have to like hit him in his ass with purple Pikmin, and that disrupts his gravitational force or something. Um, but I again, sometimes I view games too much as an adult because I, I like he definitely wasn't like scary beyond that first encounter no. where he killed all of my dudes but he was like a little bit intimidating and then yeah i'm like man if i was playing this as like a 12 year old one i like the age i was when i first played pikmin one this would be terrifying and i'd be like going to school the next day and telling all my friends about man, i was playing pikmin and this damn this ghostly water thing steamrolled all of us it's pretty neat um but yeah i agree with seth of like I forget which room it was or which layer of the cave it was, but yeah, there's like a really long hallway with with a treasure down there, and I, you know I'm trying to get it up, and then he's oh he's coming for me. Okay, I gotta call them back and then kind of like fuck shimmy yeah. around him and lure him to an open area, then try and get the treasure a little further. Yeah, that was a bit annoying. Um, yeah, I just felt annoyed. Yeah, I like I, waiting for. I think in that first encounter, it's mostly, it's almost like a tutorial for him because he does show up a couple more times and in way more like dire circumstances. Um, he is in the final room of the, the purple onion cave and like mm-hmm. you cannot fuck around in that level. Like you, you, if you want to mm. beat it, you, you cannot fuck yeah. around. Like I'm sure someone could probably kill that dude, but like, so like uh, a strategy you can do also when you have the purple Pikmin is just destroy his steamrollers, but then not kill him. But then he runs flopping around and he will like knock. He makes weird music. Right. So like I, I was trying to get, I had Ochi carrying the purple onion cause it takes a hundred Pikmin, but I'm like, yeah, I need my Pikmin to do other stuff. So I destroyed his steamrollers and he's just f- running and flopping around and he would keep coming up and like slapping Ochi and the onion would fall out. And then like, you can't waste any time in that level. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I agree that first encounter, I think it's more there for the shock value than the challenge level. But yeah. he, he is like a big scary for, I just wish he was like, yeah. I mean, that yeah. sounds tight. Um, that. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I sometimes I do have to remember that these are made for kids and probably to a kid that thing is going to be a nightmare terrifying yeah like but but yeah i think that's one of the most memorable parts of the game but that's i also find it very interesting that jim was like what are you guys talking about like i think that's yeah that's actually pretty cool 
Yeah. Yeah, the uh how did y'all feel about like the the caves in general? Cuz that was another thing that like I wouldn't have thought that I would like as much and I actually kind of wish there was more. Yeah. They're my favorite um, part I, of the game. I kind of wish they yeah, yeah, me too. Same. Like I I wish there was more of them. Like I wish that they uh they 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 were almost like they they do feel a little bit like shrines in Zelda or something, yeah. but mm -hmm. you know, like whereas a shrine in Zelda, you know, will take you a few minutes like this will usually take a little bit longer and there's way less of them like there's a couple dozen probably in the game like i i would have liked it if there was like a hundred of them like literally um so. I, sorry go ahead i loved them i i loved i loved the dandori like time dungeons the best but yeah um yeah it was really good too but yeah i mean they i think they're tight because they're basically just like small levels Right. You know, with like a lot of stuff packed into it. I think sometimes where it got like kind of puzzly, um, sometimes I'd just be like annoyed. Like it's not what I wanted from this. Um, maybe I just got confused. There was one where it was like, I think it was called like Dream House or something. Um, oh, yeah. And it was just like kind of annoying. It was like Senochi up here by himself. Sometimes that gets really muddy, the mm -hmm. controls with that, I feel like, and I don't care for it. Like, I don't know how sometimes to just control Ochi and the Pikmin, the Pikmin to go with him. Um, and that was, like, annoying. Because uh, then you had to, like, go and get... There were some, like, flower buds to, like, turn other Pikmin into, like, purple or something. And I was like, this is annoying. I think there's a similar one with, like, uh, conveyor belts that I just, like... It wasn't like hard. It was just kind of like, this isn't what I'm looking for. I don't really care for this. I'm glad you said conveyor belts because yeah, any one of there's only a few conveyor belt things in the game. But like any time I yeah. went into a cave with those, I'm just like, nah. Like I just don't. Yeah. The conveyor belts and the fans combined. It's again, <laughs> it's it's never yeah. hard. But it, yeah, I'm just like, eh. just annoying. Anytime there's like moving parts in like a game like this, when where there's usually not that many moving parts, it's just kind of like, nah, like I don't. This is yeah, it's not what I wanted to be doing. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, same. Did any anyone have any like specific favorite ones? I know there's like a lot of them, and sometimes they're hard to like remember precisely, or if the, just any standout standout. Um, I really liked, there was a frozen, like, kind of water-filled Dandori timeline one. Mm. It was really pretty fucking hard. Um, and I don't even know if I ended up getting everything in it. But there's, like, few rooms. There's a couple rooms that have, like, big ponds of water. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's, like, I need to grab these ice pick when they're here to get them to my party for a bit. So I can use them a bit. Then I can throw them back in the water to ice it up so they can grab the shit. And it was a lot of like that. Like moving, like grabbing what you need, moving back, choosing who you're sending. Um, I don't know if y'all remember that one. I do. There's I know one exactly point there's like, talking about. Yeah. It's great. So, and I don't know if it's a frozen place. So like you have to worry about the Pikmin like stop doing their job because they get cold. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's the water. That was I think that's an interesting one too. I did one earlier today that I I crushed actually like got like platinum easy. But it was like yeah, it was there's a bunch of there's fire pigment and ice pigment, and 
or red Pikmin and ice Pikmin, and there's like some bonfires, and you kind of have to like use, you know, send the send the ice when you know they don't need to like stay warm. Mm-hmm. You need to like grab a, a um, an ember or whatever sometimes. And I think that yeah. that was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, there was one I don't remember the name of it. I don't even really remember any specific challenges in it but um they reckon so this is like i didn't understand fully that like you know you can take up to three pikmin types with you but Mm -hmm. most of the time they don't recommend taking three like they only recommend Mm. two so i thought what that meant was like if you find any other types in the caves you couldn't pick like you couldn't have more than three types of pikmin that's not true Uh you can have you can have as many types as, as you can find in the cave or whatever but I didn't understand that. So in this one cave, yeah, like, so later on in the game, I had a cave where I found like, I had like five different Pikmin types at once and it was cool. But before I understood that you could do that, there's a cave where they're recommending that you bring flying and white. And that's the only recommended type, which those are like the two weakest. I mean, poison Pikmin are theoretically super strong. We had to sacrifice them to be strong. Um, so I and they were also trying to give me like seventy yellow Pikmin to go with. I'm like, I don't want seventy yellow because what if I find like purple or something down here? So I I only took my white and flying Pikmin, and I only had like thirty total Pikmin, and it was barely <laughs> enough to get by. And I every single encounter I was like was a challenge. And yeah, I kind of wish I. I mean, I again I can go back and play the game more like that if I want to, but like. I had to think so strategically and be so careful on every single encounter in that because yeah, the flying dudes, they're amazing for picking stuff up, but yeah, like worthless as like fighters or whatever. Um, but that, that ended up standing out to me because of my own <laughs> misunderstanding. But yeah, that was probably my favorite section of the game besides the final purple onion dungeon. What do you mean the white ones are good, but you sacrifice them? So, and I've never played Pikmin 2, which that's the main game that they're from, but my understanding is the main use of poison Pikmin is that when enemies eat them, they get they lose a big chunk of their health because they're poisoned. So, like, uh, you can send them out to be, like, kamikaze Pikmin if you want. Um, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't really have that option when I only had, like, 30 Pikmin with me in that dungeon. So I had to use them like normal Pikmin. Um, but yeah, it, it's pretty cool. Did anyone else have any uh, favorite caves, dungeons, Dandoris? Um, There was one that I really liked where it's like you're in like a like a freezer or something where mm-hmm. you have to like, um, you, you have to like destroy the little like frozen like ice cubes in the area or, or whatever um, mm-hmm. in order to like make it so that some of your Pikmin can even like exist, like even just to be out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. There was, I don't know if y'all had a similar experience, but there were a couple of, um, of moments in the early game before it sort of clicked for me that I could, I, I had become so reliant on Ochi that like they would have like the gates up and I'm like, what? am I supposed to do here? Like how, like I have no idea where I'm supposed to go. And it's like, Oh right. You can just hop off and slip through the gates with your Pikmin. And like, there are a couple of interesting scenarios that the game creates like that, where it's like, 
there are a couple of enemies that like you just can't like defeat without Ochi, like right. those watermelon elephant things. And like you, you just can't, unless you're using like items, you just can't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. There, there was a situation in the, um, in the, the house like area, uh, four where you have to like go through a tunnel and like get up top, but Ochi can't go through the tunnel. And it's just you and item and one of those things. And it's like, cool. Like, what are you going to do? You know? So I had in the Olimar story when, yeah, you only have red, yellow, and blue Pikmin. Yeah. They're, they have a spaceship part up there next to that one. Again. Yeah. I, I never figured out what to do exactly. Like I was just like, well, whatever. I'm distracting him while my Pikmin are grabbing that item and just get the fuck out of there. Like there's nothing else you can do. Um, is there really no? I I I can't think of how else to beat him. But yeah, is there no other way? I would maybe purple Pikmin could do something. It they, could be they purple quake. Pikmin. Yeah, I could see that. But either way, yeah, in the Olimar story, you don't have purple Pikmin, so that's that's super mm-hmm. interesting. Are we talking about when you go into the the house and then you're up on the shelf and there's a yes. yeah okay uh, the only thing I did was just take a bomb. I don't know yeah. how else if you don't have a bomb from digging in a I don't what else were you supposed to there's I like I yeah that was a really like uh, is this supposed to be this tough? Am I supposed to think about this as much? Like, I also struggled in that level during your normal playthrough. There was a box against the left-hand wall in the kitchen. I find the, the, I it took me a second a to find that box. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I cleared most of the level out, and I was like, if I was on a timer, I'd be mad. Like, I saw yeah. the box, and then like, I, I immediately came up from one side on it, and it didn't give me the prompt to push, use 10 Pikmin to push it. And then I had to come around to the other side, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Like, I see this is on the map. Like, you want me to do something with this? This is a box. And then I was like, Okay, because that that kind of o- opens up that entire kitchen area. After a certain point, I was like, "What am I supposed to do here?" Yeah, I I also got confused there too because it's not always that apparent that a dungeon tunnel connects to another dungeon tunnel. Yes. So that one where those the that tunnel th- that dungeon that's on the the burner. Um, yes. I was just like, "How do I get up there?" Right. I need to get up there, but I hadn't done the thing yet because I don't think I think that's the one where you need to get fireproof. Mm-hmm. So there was one or two days of exploration there where I forgot to go back and get that, so I couldn't do that, do the the dungeon to get up there. So that got like confused. There was definitely a point in that level four where I was just like, I feel like I'm not progressing. Like, what am I doing? Couldn't find that box. Didn't know how to get up top to stuff. Um. Yeah, that got frustrating. It was cool, but that got frustrating. Are you saying? Are you guys saying this big thing, the big thing that's on top of the, um, like in the center of that? No, like right it, by the fruit. It's like a green watermelony looking. He's got like a trunk, like an elephant. But he's not yeah. that. He's not that big. He's a little. He's. I don't know. He's one of the smaller ones. He's yeah. a little dude. Yeah, you got you got to hit him to get onto his belly. And there's a moment in oh, Olimar's story yeah, yeah. where it doesn't present you. There's a couple times where it's just like, I, th- this enemy has to be defeated with a mm-hmm. item. There is no way to not, unless I don't, unless there's a way I, I don't right. understand. If, if there that, is like, a way, I don't know. Yeah. Without, yeah. And I don't know if you should go behind it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I just, I just like that though. I like, I like the idea of the game, like putting you in situations like that. You're like, fucking figure it out. Like, I don't right. know. Like, you're just, you you have this problem. Like, that's something I used to, like, when I would DM D&D campaigns, I would come up with uh, scenarios in combat situations without a clear, like, 
solution in my head and just see what your players do mm. like to overcome it, you know? Um, and it's like, what did you intend for us to do? I was like, I didn't intend shit. Like just figure, <laughs> I wanted you to just figure it out, you know? And so I, I really like stuff like that. Anytime the game would kind of like force me to act without my sort of like security blanket of Ochi, I really dug that. Yeah. I, I would be curious to like, if I replay this, which honestly, the more we talk about it, the more I kind of just want to start a new file. Um, yeah, like if I were to start a new file, I kind of just want to use Ochi just as like support and like that kind of and like yeah, not ride him nearly as much aside from when you have stay, to stay on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would be curious to see just how much harder the game is because yeah, you know I'm you know I'm over here complaining about like yeah the game is a little bit too easy for the most part besides the optional stuff, but yeah, it doesn't have to be. It could be as hard as I want it to be, which again that's super cool design. It's also just again. Ochi's just a fucking great character design. Um, also, shout out to Moss, um, which yeah. is just like a, yeah. a, me- a meaner looking Ochi. Uh, mm-hmm. A little slower I, moving, I feel like. I, I and like, green. Yeah, and green. And uh, on the Nintendo Switch Online, where you can use platinum points to get custom avatars or whatever, uh, there's a Moss one, and she she's, she's given like, I don't know, kind of a little bit like confused or like angry a little serving yeah is, is moss serving a little serving, bit yep uh very fucking good um i i on that note did anyone have any like favorite like pick me because i guess the reason i ask is because i've been rock pikmin have been my dude since three i fucking love rock pikmin i think they're so cool i, lo- I love that they have like a deeper voice I like that they have like they behave a little bit differently, um, but after that twenty floor final dungeon, purple Pikmin are probably my favorite. I don't know if I would have gotten through <laughs> without my. It's 40 hard not to go. Pikmin. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard not to go purple Pikmin. Like they're just like fat and chonky, and like it's it's tough, fire. but they're they're pretty good. I I also really I mean like I I like the sort of risk reward of the of the ice Pikmin, mm-hmm. even though. Like, I agree, like, at a certain point, you stop really caring too much if you get the, the bodies or not. But I like that they have considered, like, you know, that, like, they, they, they've at least thought, you know, about how to make this not OP or whatever. And mm. I do like that they give them to you early. Um, so I, I like them a lot. I also like the design. If, if nothing else, I like the design of the glow Pikmin a lot. They're yeah. just like, it's almost implied that they're like the, the dead spirits of like dead Pikmin, you know? So it's cool. Uh, what are you, are y'all saying that if you kill frozen enemies, you can't collect their body? They, they shatter in the air. If you yeah, kill them shatter. while frozen, they shatter and you don't get their bodies. You don't get the corpse. Does the body just give you raw materials? More Pikmin usually. Yeah, oh. you can use it. You can use it as like biological material. Like if you if you need more you know, Pikmin, um, it's also like uh, I think for the Piclopedia, I think you just have to encounter them. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't. You don't have to actually like collect them, but but yeah, it's good for oh. like if you're if you're running out of you know if, if some of your Pikmin have died. And you don't want to pop any of the ones that you have like stored. Um, it's a good way to like get some more uh, Pikmin out for free. And it depends. You can if you look at the color of how many Pikmin are on it, that'll determine what element they're going to. So if you have like 
10 red Pikmin and three blue ones are helping carry back a corpse for 13 in total. You'll get red Pikmin back from my understanding because I only learned this during when I was trying to spawn a lot of purple Pikmin at once. Yeah. I was trying to get them for the gold bar. But you can't, you still can't use, if you don't have the onion for them, you still can't get them from the bodies, right? Right, right. Correct. Okay, okay. Dungeons are the only way to spawn ones that you don't have, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides yeah. finding them in caves, but that, yeah. And well, and that's how, that's actually how I, I did, like for the gold bar, like I just grinded out a Same. bunch of purple Pikmin. I didn't have the onion at that point. Uh, um, so like I just went into caves and just grinded a bunch of them out. Like I just would go in, there was a cave where you could get them in the first floor mm-hmm. and I would just get like, you know, five of them pop out. Cause you don't have to complete the cave. You can just pop out, refresh, go back in. So. Okay. I think I, I really dug the ice. Um, Cause like, yeah, that combo of charging with them, or if you just throw it, like if it's a flying one and you throw them on top and it just falls and yeah. they shatter. Or if you throw them and then charge with Ochi, then Ochi like just like drives through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was wild that they we started with them. I thought that was really neat. I was like, oh, right. Um, but I love the like ice cubing the water and freezing it. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they're real cool. And then they're like they kind of not as like. Yeah, they're not as, like, fragile going to the water, too. They're not, like, panicking the same way the other ones do. Right. Which is also no, I, the, very I, annoying. Sorry, go ahead. I, I think I hated the white and pink. Um, wow. I feel like they show up... I just think they show up too late. They do show yeah. up very late for how like, Yeah, it, it feels a little crazy. The white just feels like I have a more confusing red Pikmin. Um, like, I don't know what it's supposed to do for me. Um, by that time, Ochi probably is already Im- immune to poison. Um, the flying ones were neat for like certain Dandori things. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that That's was very where, like, where you utilize where you like need them to be efficient to drop something off. But as far as like in the game, like the those two are just like eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in the, in the main uh, levels, yeah, the flying pigment are basically worthless. Which again is a shame yeah. because they they premiered in three. And I think in the level in three, they premiered and there's like these rivers and like normally you have to like wait for like a leaf to come down so you can get on the leaf or whatever. But yeah, the flying Pikmin don't care. They'll just carry it over the river. So like, yeah, there was actually like a built in use for them there. Um, I guess that's just a problem with this game, having all the Pikmin types of like they were just trying to create use cases for all of them. But it feels like, yeah, in particular, white and flying just they just didn't have much for him to do besides like a couple very specific rooms. White Pikmin in particular were supposed to be like these poison things, but then Ochi can just eventually get poison resistant stuff. But so orange mm. mushrooms were fine for everybody. Blue mm. mushrooms were only for the white Pikmin. Even then I, during like Dandori stuff, I'd be like white Pikmin just solve this shit. So I can get this, but then you can buy the gunk boots. So then the gates, like there's just a bunch of stuff where you're like, this is cool. Yeah. This it, it, the, the items almost got rid of a lot of and because Ochi can become so strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. can carry up to hundred things. Then gets Moss's special ability. Like you can just have Ochi do most things without being interrupted, and then can also do insane damage. Right. Like yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I think- I, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. 
I just, yeah, I think those benefits and those things that you buy kind of, yeah, it makes things convenient, but it also negates like the effectiveness in your head of the other, the ones that are specific for that. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, an easier solve is just, and you know, I guess this is also a problem with how we played the game of, I think we all basically 100%ed every area before moving on, whereas yeah, I guess yeah. if, if you were just like going from one area to the next, you would run into the white Pikmin earlier and you wouldn't have all the sparklium and stuff. So I guess in theory, there is a, a you know, a a world in which you would get there much earlier and have more uses for the white Pikmin. But yeah, the way I was playing the game, yeah, I just, by the time they were there, it's just like, oh yeah, these are just the weak dudes that look kind of weird. You know, I know in my head that I should play the way that it's probably telling you, which is just go on to the next one and keep going to the next one and then like go back if you want. Mm-hmm. But I just like never do because I just feel like it's, I'd rather like stay put and like right. already know where I am here and know what right. I've been doing rather coming back. But like I always know in my head, like, yeah. And it's like telling me, like, go get Olimar. He's in here. And I was like, yeah, but. I'll get to it. I'm yeah. not having that much fun in this level right now. I want to go back to this like water one and right. Like Olimar is fine. He's already dead. That's Kane. Yeah. Olimar is already dead. We knew it. I was do, gonna say do we thing. do we do we want to talk a little bit about like the lore and the story of this game because it's it it. Can not, I talk I about what? Go ahead, Joe. Yes. Be, be serious after this, but can we talk about how there everyone has just like a name like Shepard and Colin. <laughs> And there's one guy yeah. named John Bergman. <laughs> That's, That's literally cool. I wrote some notes, and one note is Don Bergman. And who is he? And why is why is he so stately to have? You know why Don Bergman? It, it was was he like the business dude? I I know I know who you're talking about. I don't remember what he was though. He's, I think, just a treasure hunter okay. dude. Like he has like his own little squad. He's definitely supposed to be a Ron Swanson parody. Like he's totally like he, oh. he looks like um it's got that naming convention. Yeah, I get that. Well, okay. that, yeah. Was he was he part get, to get back into Pikmin three? Eventually, I'll stop talking about Pikmin three. There's like um stand-ins for Alf, Brittany, and and Charlie, but it's real weird because <laughs> like the Brittany one, like she just is Brittany, but a little taller. But like they're all named something different. But she also has the same like personality of like you stole my juice, Louis, you motherfucker. Like that's it's weird. I don't. I don't. Again, I know that this is like some retelling of Pikmin one, but like I don't know. It's just you for what little fan service Pikmin has. You would have thought they just it, it would just be Alf, Brittany, and Charlie. But I found that very odd. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's weird. I um I I feel like the um. The, the characters, like some of the NPCs, most of them I think are fairly forgettable, but um, I do really like the core group, yeah. like Russ and Colin and uh, Shepard, like, and like even the pilot. Bernard um, fucking I'm rules. On his name. Bernard. One of, yeah. one of Bernard, my favorite character designs in a while. Yeah. I also really love good. that like in recent Nintendo games, like the pilots just have big aviators. Uh, I kind of wish I could have aviators <laughs> on my dude, especially with like the the leafling stuff going on. But yeah, it feels all a little like Tom Cruise. It all feels a little like Top Gun Maverick in a way that's like very yeah. like it's just super eighties in a way that I I just wouldn't expect Nintendo to be like avi- aviators. He's yeah, a pilot. Yeah. Come on, yeah. and he 
<laughs> he puts like unnecessary emphasis on words every now and then, which is pretty good. Um, also, shout outs to the Piclopedia like curator Schnoz, yes. who is like weird and horny on main uh, in the in some of the descriptions, <laughs> like the the yes, he's horny. Schnoz is horny. Um, there's an entry for the peach called the mock bottom. Mm -hmm. And oh, when I read this entry, dude, I fucking had to, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I'm going to read it to yeah, you. Go for it. Yeah. It's, and it says like midway through the, the entry for it, it says, and this is for the peach, the mock bottom. Of course, one can't ignore the shapely curves reminiscent of, uh, good manners dictate I say no more. Suffice it to say, the mock bottom is quite a sensory experience. And when I read that, I was like, get the fuck out of town. This isn't a Nintendo Switch first party game, and this dude is getting horny over a peach. Dude. It's wild. Been there, brother. It's been there, brother. He's been That's stranded. Mean, we've all <laughs> been there. When when you're stranded, like that peach better quit playing. When you're stranded on the you so know, crazy. Good um, for that. I did the the the, the 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 all the classic characters, great, funny, awesome design. Sorry, Murray. I, oh, also, ahead. just all the retro Nintendo stuff being in there, and it's so cool just to see. I feel like a one thing from every generation dropped in there, and be like, ah, oh, man, it, it's. Not that I don't think Nintendo doesn't pay enough homage, but it, this game feels like a really loving, like we really like a, a lot of where Nintendo has been, like a wave race. Yes, I, I'm I glad mean, someone cool. yeah. Nintendo Let's loves go. wave race Blue Storm. I love yeah. that they, the game was wave race. Yeah, 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 yeah it, it, it was the GameCube game, right? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a loose. It's not even that? in the case. It's just wave. a loose disc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably where a lot of people's wave races ended up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the probably right. You're not honestly. I'd be, I guarantee that like that's a definitely behind a, the TV. My yep, wife's about to bust over the shelf. She fucking loves Wave Race Blue Storm. Really, it's a great game, dude. I'm in the back. There's a Kuru Kuru Kuruin cartridge mm -hmm. in the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, I was like, let's go. Like, what what's going on here? This is sick. I you know, that made me happy to see. I like I the love... wave bird. Oh yeah, the wave bird. I forgot yeah. about the wave bird. Wave bird, yeah, let's go. It has um, a crazy name. Yes, what they, all, it, they all have great it's yeah. something with like wings of freedom or something like that. Yeah, yes. fucking awesome. Freedom That's album. so cool. Um uh, that was a thing from Pikmin 3. Like all the fruits are are I mean, this is probably also in Pikmin 2, but again, I never played 2. But yeah, all I think all the fruit names in 4 were also from 3. I should go back and play Pikmin 3 just to read the lesser mock bottom description there too. Just I think Brittany um, wrote the descriptions in 3. I think that's right. Um that would be interesting to compare the description. I I read all of them. I didn't write any of them down or take screenshot, but yeah, they're all good. Like they're they're all amusing. Um, it's also just, yeah, it, it's funny from a writing perspective of like, yeah, we're, we're approaching these everyday objects, but like, yeah, these are aliens and they're small. So like, they don't know how humans interacted with these things. And, um, they're, they're, I don't know. They're, it, it's just very cute and very satisfying and fun. And yeah, it, it, I, I do, <laughs> I do have Brittany's notes okay. in front of me. For Go ahead. Pikmin three mock bottom. And um, it is it is not you know um, appropriately it is is way more like cute mm, and innocent. Um, it's not, not horny. Not as uh, Brittany says. 
Sigh. The specimen is slightly fuzzy, has a high juice content, and has a hearty pit that should travel well back to Kopai. And as a scientist, I cannot and should not remark that it looks almost exactly like a bottom. Hee <laughs> hee. Sigh. The specimen is slightly fuzzy. <laughs> I wanted to talk about... Um, I know I chatted about it, but the Satella crew... Mm-hmm. Or the one person who is a part of the Satella like travel agency, which which I think was a a nod to the Satella so, view for yes. SNES, and how and then it connects to basically like they're trying to keep their business like from going bankrupt, and it's basically saying it's like a fa- they're what they're doing is a failure and it's named after something that was a an, a, a huge failure. Uh, it's funny. Um, the day. It, it, I like when Nintendo. It feels like this is a recent thing that when Nintendo acknowledges their own like failures and faults. I remember when they added in Animal Crossing New Leaf, they added 3DS and Wii U objects, and like when you examine the Wii U or like the description of the Wii U, something like some things are just like too good for their times or something like that. <laughs> like it's it's very good. <laughs> Um, even, yeah, even, you know, sometimes I think Nintendo gets accused and maybe sometimes rightfully so of like relying too much on nostalgia, but like, yeah, Pikmin, they, they did the right, again, the wave race disc that's so specific and silly and good that like, it wouldn't have been nearly as funny if it was like anything else. If it was Mario Sunshine or Metroid Prime, like, okay, like, yeah, that's cool, but no wave race, um, yeah, I think just the the writing in the game in general is is very charming. But yeah, those item descriptions are just they are a, a step above most other Nintendo games, besides probably Animal Crossing. Yeah, they they I think they nailed a lot of just like I think again also like there's something I wanted to touch on and like I know it it got annoying to me by the end and that's maybe just because of where I was with the game, but like. Every morning you wake up, every time you come back from stuff, some of the screens, Nintendo has stuff that they do that other people just don't do. It's like little flourishes and just stuff that kind of pads things out. And yeah, you can skip them, which is great because I think in games past, years past, Nintendo would have said, no, you got to sit through this animation every time. A lot of those animations really give a lot of color and life to a world that is pretty like, at times kind of bleak. And the game has a really weird sense of humor and it feels to me like somewhere it's Japanese, like firmly, but there's enough of like American sensibilities there. I don't know. I, I, the games feel very unique in comparison. I mean, I feel like a lot of design feels a little bit more Western this time, especially like the loop in particular of like upgrades and some of that stuff, skill trees for Ochi and some of that more, more recent stuff. But I feel like through Nintendo's lens, it's really interesting because it still has those moments of everyone waving to you as you go off to do night missions and stuff like that where like other games would be like, why would we even show this? Like there's no reason. And that's kind of why I love Nintendo stuff sometimes. It's like, this doesn't, there's no reason for this to exist here other than because it's I don't want to say it's cute because that sounds like I'm being um, it, like that's not giving it full credit. It's an attention to detail that I think Nintendo truly games have that like basically no one else does um, or cares about or cares about. I, I think it's also me and my wife talk about this a lot. and I, I know Seth has opinions about this. Like it's what Pokemon is lacking. Like Pokemon designs yeah. are so fucking cool, but like they don't do don't anything. Don't get me on this. They, they, they don't, don't do anything this. with them. It's so upsetting. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you know, we're living, we just watched the Pokemon presents like a day or two ago. Um, like, yeah, there's, you know, I put 200 hours into Pokemon Scarlet and like, I have no desire to play the DLC. Like not one. I, you would honestly, at this point, like you'd have to pay me money (laughs) to, to, to check out the Pokemon DLC. And again, I know Pokemon isn't fully owned by Nintendo, so it's not an apples to apples comparison, but, um, it really like it's such a stark contrast because like Nintendo also doesn't fully own Kirby and yet there there's so much attention to detail and I'd even go a step further and say it's it's love like it, it is a love for the thing yeah. you're working on and yeah Pokemon just doesn't have it and it's so nice that like I, I feel like Pikmin has always had it but they didn't always have like the right opportunities to like show it or to mm-hmm. show it off I guess um, yeah yeah. But yeah, even in no, Pik- I, I, in Pikmin One, you know, again we're getting back to the lore a little bit. When you get the bad ending and the Pikmin lift Olimar up into the onion and he gets he turns into like a weird little leaf zombie, which is what happens here. Um, I don't know. That's such a. I can't remember the last time I played a game with like a bad ending that felt. I don't know the words I want to use. Like it's not canonical. Well, yeah, here it is cool. canonical, but like that felt like as well thought out and loving as like silent hill the goofy endings in silent hill with like the aliens and the dogs and stuff like that's i love that shit i love the weird little shit like that and like no no major game is like doing stuff like that these days uh again pikmin 4 doesn't have a bad ending as far as i'm aware but uh it's cool that this references the bad ending in pikmin 1 mm-hmm Sorry, yeah, man. I um. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was I was gonna let Will go. I I was no, tell y'all. Okay, I well, I was gonna say so, something that that struck me when when playing this about Pikmin in general is that like this is the sort of treatment that I would like to see. Some of the other Nintendo franchises I love are like Chibi Robo, like mm-hmm. Rhythm Heaven, stuff like this, like these series that have kind of been dormant for a long time that also never quite got like mainstream appeal. And I think the difference is, and this goes to, to kind of what you were talking about with um, like just the love of it. Like these games have champions at Nintendo. Miyamoto fucking loves Pikmin. Like that's his baby. And I have to imagine that if Miyamoto like wasn't involved with Nintendo after like Pikmin two, there might not have even been a Pikmin three. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the good business sense would have been to bounce off of that series when it stopped you know, like resonating, but they've kept it alive because there are champions of it. And they've said like, no, like let's make this work um, coming into Pikmin 4. And that's the sort of, yeah, passion and energy that like I wish I saw out of more stuff to include things like Pokemon and whatever. But like, I I love this like sort of just focusing of like not abandoning something because it was never like mainstream. I mean, like, it's you, you see so many examples of this throughout Nintendo history and so many like great IP that never really caught on, but like if they had the time and if they had the passion, you know, they, they really could have been something. I think Pikmin 4 is almost like um realization of that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's showing too, I not to interrupt Murray. No, it's just like I, I the, the numbers just came out again for um mm-hmm. week four and in Japan and the physical is just crushing. And I feel like it's, it's, I'm excited to see people 
grab onto stuff and i'm excited to see something where a lot of love went into it not to say that we haven't played a lot of stuff i mean every game i think we played has a lot of people behind it who obviously care deeply about what it is but it's just there's an attention to detail here that's kind of lost elsewhere and it makes me really hopeful that you know and i I see people i I had tweeted at one point that i was really excited for pikmin 4 just because of how many people were excited that a new pikmin game was out people have been waiting this and i hope that eventually those other handful of f-zero star fox i don't know i don't have the same love for those but i think if nintendo can do something like this it makes me hopeful that some of these dormant franchises or third tier i think kirby has kind of moved up at past you know i feel like the last entry really did a lot for people and especially people like me who are maybe sleeping on these franchises and now we'll go back and probably start to revisit the catalog there's a lot of game there and you know sometimes you you skip over something because you don't think it's for you and you just kind of have to come and meet it where it is it's interesting like specifically seth talking about like chibi robo because like i feel like i mean i'm not a game designer but like i feel like there's a very easy path to making chibi robo like something again not like mario tier but like you could start building something pretty cool and like it even feels like some of the building blocks are in place with the house level in pikmin 4 um i mean hell i even like chibi robo ziplash on the 3ds it wasn't amazing but it was decent for what it was same um it's also interesting um i meant to bring this up a little bit ago i forget who brought it up about the graphics um this is the first Nintendo first party thing using the Unreal Engine. Like that's a super interesting mm-hmm. thing. Um, just to talk about like how yeah, how good it looks, which uh, it's it's interesting. I remember when Pikmin three came out on the Wii U, everyone was just posting screenshots of how good the fruit looked because it really did look like lifelike fruit. But, like the rest of the game didn't really approach quite that level. But here it's like, yeah, man, I don't know, <laughs> I don't. Again, not a game designer, don't know anything much about engines, but I do find it fascinating that Nintendo is using the Unreal Engine for Pikmin, of all things. Like, yeah, I wonder what the decision-making was behind that beyond, like, hey, yeah, it's easier to import, like, more realistic-looking real-world objects into Unreal or whatever. Um, it, it Very interesting, and I wonder what... I wonder what dictates what Nintendo feels like what they would use Unreal Engine on in the future. But again, they could mm-hmm. just do it should be Robo in this Pikmin 4 engine and it feels like it'd be pretty cool. Thousand yeah. percent. Yeah, and like, and it's the kind of thing too where like, yeah, if you had like, you know, the, the only reason that we got something like Rhythm Heaven Megamix, for example, is because Iwata was alive. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason we got that game is because Iwata would champion stuff like that. And now that he's gone, there is no champion there anymore. The only reason that, you know, like Kid Icarus Uprising exists because of Sakurai. Like it's it it takes these champions to come through and say like, hey, no, like just because this thing doesn't make business sense doesn't mean we should we shouldn't still pursue it. And like mm-hmm. you know, we're we're getting a little bit of that like originality from Nintendo in in this age. But man, like it's it's great to see them take like risks. It's great to see something like Pikmin, which before presumably this game, the highest selling game was like Pikmin Three Deluxe with like yeah. three million copies sold. But yet this is the one that gets like the animated short films. Oh. This is the one like they're in the theme park, mm-hmm. you know, like. Business sense would dictate that that doesn't happen, but it does because Miyamoto loves it, you know, and 
I, I think about that a lot. I think about the other, like, you know, the other things that I would like to see that same, you know, love and, and passion applied to. And um, it's going to be cool. I can't wait to see, like, the first batch of numbers for this come out. Like, I can't wait to see, like, I assume that it's going to just instantly be the best-selling game in the franchise. I'm guessing this will end up, like, outselling the entirety of the Metroid series, <laughs> like, in one fell swoop. Um, Metroid's another one. Like, yeah. like we all love Metroid. Metroid's great, right? But, like, yeah, especially Wilk. Wilk loves Metroid. <laughs> um, and, and, Colin um, loves Metroid. <laughs> yeah, Colin, huge Metroid Prime, Metroid Prime fans here. Um, but like, and everybody's like hyped about like prime four and stuff like that. But like, this is not a blockbuster franchise by most metrics, you know? So I don't know. It's interesting, man. Yeah. It's in, I guess, I don't know how we're, we're at this point. We're on the verge of straying very far from Pikmin, but it is cool to imagine like, yeah, just trying to come up with your own reimaginings of like, yeah, what, like yeah, what does a mainstream, a more mainstream Metroid game look like? I know, I know, Seth, you brought up the idea, I think on All In, or maybe just in the Discord about like a Metroid game that's more, not necessarily Dark Soulsy, but like that allows you to have your own stories and experiences. And yeah, I agree. Like that's part of what makes Pikmin Four so good. Like we're, it's like we're trading war stories when we're talking about like, oh man, right? I lost forty Pikmin that day. Just, just <laughs> yeah. like yeah, they're. I don't know how you do that with Metroid, but yeah, I, I can, I don't know how you get there, but I can see the end result and I can tell that it would be cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of forgot that. Yeah. There was like a solid decade between Pikmin three and Pikmin four disregarding bloom and yeah. hey, Pikmin and deluxe, but like, yeah, like you could kind of consider that basically a dormant franchise at that point. Like totally. Um, and and yeah, and now all of a sudden it's it's back and it's doing gangbusters and they're and all of them are on Switch now. Just yeah. boom, here you go. Like and the entire whole franchise. franchise. It's even, crazy. Like, you can't what? even get that with Mario and Zelda on the Switch. <laughs> like the, the the biggest the biggest franchises they have do not give that. You know what I mean? Right. I, and I saw this is straying away again, but I saw you know a lot of us. I think a lot of people in general are waiting for you know pokemon gen one through three to end up on nso and it, it's just they know that the ip is worth so much money that they can keep you know passing can, it out to us where pikmin sell you each of those for like 10 bucks we're each. gonna get milked we're yeah. gonna they're gonna yep. keep milking us for it and I, i'm just getting i'm sick of getting milked it's what? just it's one of those things <laughs> dude po post tmnt mutant mayhem i fucking am so over that word I'm so uh, I, that's why that's literally why i knew i was like wow. i'm gonna get seth this is gonna take me yeah. how many times can i say this before someone goes please stop <laughs> I, you know when you're looking into a camera i can't tell exactly who you're looking at but i knew you were looking at seth yeah uh yeah yeah I, but like i'm being serious it, it, it feels I twitch it, yeah <laughs> it feels crazy to see nintendo go oh awesome you guys we want everyone to be able to play this and it makes me hope that, that that there's more i mean i feel like a lot of the zelda franchise is available but it's crazy that still two of the 3d games are not available that just got remasters and and i i hope that nintendo realizes that people do want to have retrospectives and play through stuff and easily have access and i, I think my biggest thing going forward too is and i know this is again not what we're talking about but kind of what we're talking about is like just give people the original i, I would if the mario rpg 
the remake. If they put the original game on the cart too and just give people always a way to play the original, I think people would be so satisfied with just going, oh, I can always go back and look, even if it's not a button press. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad that the, the Pikmin, fran I say that all to say, I'm glad that Pikmin is still going on and can be carried on going forward. That, mm -hmm. that they all exist on one console that a lot of us own or everyone here owns and is playing on. And it's exciting. I mean, truly. So I'm happy to see a franchise kind of, I guess, go from not nothing, but kind of just not complete obscurity, but it's really coming into its own. And Otichi has gotten a really massive uh, following. And same with the, the creature we talk about with the rollers is has a shitload of fan art. And it's just, it's wild. I'm, I'm glad that people are playing is what I'm trying to say. I felt more of a bond with that group of 40 purple Pikmin I took with me into the final dungeon than, than I've ever felt with, like, a Pokemon. <laughs> Not to keep shitting on Pokemon. I wish Hunter was here, but, um, like, truly, <laughs> like, uh, like my wife has a purple Pikmin plushie. It's right behind me. Like, yeah. I, like yeah. I, I brought that thing over to the couch with me when I finished that dungeon. I'm like, no, you've earned a spot over here for a while, buddy. Like, it's... You've earned a spot <laughs> on the couch. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, um, man. Sorry, go ahead, Seth. No, no, I was, I, I did want to, um, at least quickly bring up because I know we were, we were trying to, we were trying to talk about the lore a little bit, and then yeah. we like got sidetracked. Yeah, um, the how did everybody come down? I and I don't know how how far Jim got, but like the um, the the actual like post game, like the the credits roll, and like this sort of weird way that that is handled, um was like it was one of those things where for for me like i didn't necessarily have like a huge problem with it it just felt like weird yeah and like deflating like it felt like just a strange like i understand what they were trying to do like um and a lot of modern nintendo games have this kind of approach of like okay like you can reach like some sort of conclusion for like where most casual players will be and then the post game is where the real like challenging extra content right. is the real but shit's in pikmin back 4 here. Yeah, but but in Pikmin Four, not only is the real shit back here, but like, it, it's like an like an, an actual epilogue, like to the story. It, not even really an epilogue. It's like the the second half of the game, right? Is after the credits, and it's really strange. And I I was thinking about like, I I don't think a single like newcomer. I don't think anybody would feel satisfied by that first credits roll. I don't think mm -hmm. a single person would, you know. Yeah, like I, I'm very mixed on like Nintendo doing this in general. Of like, like Mario Odyssey, for instance, which I think is probably my favorite 3D platformer. I need to think about it, but like when I first played that game, I was actually kind of lukewarm on Mario Odyssey in a way I wasn't expecting. And then when I replayed it, I realized like, oh, like the after the credits in Mario Odyssey, that's where all the real shit is. Like all the really actual cool platforming sections are in uh, the post credits of Mario Odyssey. Like you, you literally cannot do anything with them until you beat the game. And then you can unlock the, the, the moon cubes or whatever. That's a weirdly hard word right. to say. Um, and like, it kind of sucks from the perspective of like, yeah, if I ever want to replay Mario Odyssey, which, you know, at some point I would love to even do it for games club. But like, yeah, get through all that other stuff. And it's not like it's that. You can mainline Mario Odyssey and beat it in like 10 hours if you really want to. But like, you still have to do that before you can get to like the really, really interesting stuff. So like with Pikmin, it, it's sort of the same, but 
yeah, like Mario Odyssey, it feels like, yeah, you beat Bowser and you're on the moon and you escape the moon and Mario proposes to Peach or whatever. Like, it, it's an end of a story arc or whatever for a game that doesn't even really have much of a story. Whereas like this, it has a story. And yeah, it, it doesn't really do anything. You know, for like Kid Icarus Uprising, which is going for the full-on bait and switch with their first yeah. ending. Like, for one, that actually... I, Colin is the same. I remember Colin and I were playing that game at launch, and we both were like, "Oh, is that the end? Like, that's pretty good. Like, that game's like an eight out of ten. That's still really good." It's like, yeah, no, you're like a third of the way through, and you see, yeah, nothing. and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like that, like this, like that was the feeling. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like, yeah, because I, I felt same as you. I was like, "Oh, I'm like, okay, like I, all right, like I'm, I'm down for this." But that was when, like, that was the flip. That was when that game became, like, an all-timer for me. Yes. Was same. was at that moment. And that, that's the way that this should be done. Right. Know? Like, Pikmin doesn't have that. It's just like, nope, here's the credits. Okay, here's some more dialogue. And okay, now here's the second half of the game or the last third of the game or whatever. She's like, oh. Like, okay. Like, it was even kind of worrying because, like, I knew there was more. Like, I just heard on Twitter, like, yeah, there, there's stuff after the credits. I knew people were talking about, like, 40-hour game stuff. So, like, I knew – and even just, like, the Piclopedia, I knew I didn't have everything. So, like – Right. I wasn't, like, worried in that sense, but I was also like, oh, like, how much is back here? Because, like, I don't want this to be over. I don't want this to even be approaching over, but you're presenting these credits to me Um yeah, it was just odd. There's really no other way to say it, but it was just a really odd... It's weird. Yeah. It's just a weird choice. Like, I, I'm not, like, you know, furious about it or whatever, but I was like, this is just... Like, why did you do it like that? <laughs> you know? Like, it's just... You know, it's just weird. And, again, besides the optional stuff, it's not like... I mean, again, I'm speaking from, like, an adult perspective. So, again, maybe for kids it's different, but, like... I didn't find the last two areas like any significantly harder anyway. Again, like the caves or whatever, sure. Right. They, the, the, some of the optional stuff is a big step up, but like the mainline levels, like no, not really. It was, it was more of the same. A slight, I guess the the giant's hearth like was a little bit confusing to navigate, especially like trying to get up the the barbecue pit and stuff. But sure, but still not a significant step up to like warrant like we're hiding this behind credits or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing else I can really add to it. It was just, it was an odd decision that, yeah, I don't know that I fully understand. Yeah. This is what it is. I, it, it feels like it was just kind of for people to just go. I think it would have been better telegraphed. We would all go, Oh yeah, cool. Whatever. It, 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 it seems like it's a good way for people it, who were just like, oh yeah, I, I I saw enough to get something that I can have some sense of satisfaction. Though I can't imagine who that's exactly for. <laughs> right. That's really Who's the that going to land with. Yeah, yeah. Who, like, I think maybe kids. May, but even then, I don't know if it's like people, parents playing with their kids who are going, okay, we saw that, and you know, if you want to play anything after here, you're on your own or whatever. It's like that's my the vibe I would get. But again, I don't know how that really is it, it's 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 strange and it but it feels like a nintendo decision i know that sounds like a shitty thing to say because it sounds a little dismissive but like it's kind of how i felt about it. i'm like oh only nintendo would think to put a credits roll here because the game kind of feels like it has three ish acts and every time you're through one of them you're kind of like oh there's even more why are we handling it like this right like 
it even to the it's to the degree that I would argue like the credits happen like during the rising action even <laughs> like right like yeah you find Olimar but it's still like I don't it yeah it's it's odd it is an odd again I, sorry go ahead Jim I wish that they just so like they kind of like moved the needle in the beginning like the beginning was like find the crew then it's like find all the crew is finding Olimar you find the crew find Olimar. They should just like continue to move the needle without this weird. We found Olimar. The game's over. Then it, sh- it should just they just c- should have kept like seamlessly changing it because yeah, yeah. like there's other stuff they add like they got to f- you got to find the vet for Ochi and like whatever else like I don't I don't know why they couldn't have just kept doing that and then I don't know like what really happens at the very very end for y'all and I don't know if there's like a big culmination but there could have just been a bigger kind of like. Haha, we did it, and now we're going home thing than what they had. Yeah, well, and it doesn't even really make sense when you stop and think about it, because Olimar should have known <laughs> that Ochi couldn't have come with them, right? Like, he, mm. like the, the same thing happened to him, ultimately, with, with Moss. Mm. So, like, mm-hmm. why, like, why didn't he know that that wasn't going to be good enough? Like, why couldn't that have been the moment? Yeah. You know, so I actually do know it's because he didn't have his memories, and when you're doing the Olimar story, it's because he when you beat, it, he's like, okay, thank you, I, I now I remember everything and like why I crash landed okay. back. So they do they do explain it, but it's also it's not like good or anything. It's just sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it like it would have been so much better if like they if if that moment like where where like they wanted to have that sort of credits roll if all if Olimar's like. Oh shit! Wait, like no, we can't go. Actually, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's not like we we can't. We like this is what's gonna happen if if we leave. We have to solve this and squash this now. And then like because because yeah, the the way it's sort of like couched is like cool mission's done. Let's all go home. And then it's like oh wait no, actually we can't. We gotta turn back. And like I just refuse to believe that any person on planet Earth is, is gonna be like <laughs> all right yeah cool. I guess I'm done with this game now. You know well, so. And I don't remember exactly how it's presented, but is it like like the credits roll? But then isn't there more text even before you go back into the game? So it's not like, it, yeah, it, it's weird. Like if that text was like when you go back in, then I would sort of understand. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's literally the credits, and then hey, here's another scene. Yep, we're not done yet, but we're still taking you back to the main menu now. Well, and and weirdly too like it was another thing like um interestingly to to call back to our our last games club session like Stephanie kind of did something a little similar where like i i don't think that like anybody would be as as much as i like how like realistic and human the the ending like sequence of Stephanie is um I don't think most people would feel satisfied by that either. Mm-hmm. And like they they did sort of, you know, bake in this thing that's like, hey, there's a whole epilogue and it really is kind of like required viewing and you're not going to feel satisfied with your experience really if you don't, you know, go in and do that, but it is like a separate thing that you have to I that in Pikmin I think might have even been preferable. Right. If it was like a separate thing on the menu, if it like was like second a second mission or something. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What it, I hate is that it kind of makes this, it makes everything else in the later in the game feel like less important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like that, 
takes away from like me trying to do the rest of the stuff kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like on top of that, the whole like twist of like, Oh shit. Like it's like, it's Louie, like Louie's here and he's the one that's like causing trouble. Like that doesn't matter to you unless you already know who Louie is. Right. So like the, was Louie <laughs> like, too? what's that? Was he healing too? That Louis's always been a shithead. Yeah, like, especially well, like, in three. Just... Like he steals your juice, and that's like how you survive. So he literally is like damning you to death unless you can get some more juice real quick. Yeah. Yeah, Louis yeah, Louis's always ass. been a dick. Like he's why he's, do they bring yeah. him back? Why is he allowed? <laughs> well, yeah, get... I, I I don't know. I, I think this like canonically, again, to finally dip into the lore, <laughs> what little there is. This is like a reboot yeah. of Pikmin. Like, it, yeah, like it re, it, it's like a retelling of the events of the first game, kind of merged with the second game and even a little bit the third game. Um, so I guess they don't all know how bad no. and how dumb Louis is. I guess I don't know. It's it's he's bad and dumb. He's he's oh he's he is he, bad and dumb. He's dumb yeah. for real. He's down bad. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Yeah, he sucks. It, it, it's and it and it's one of those moments too, where like you know, somebody who like was familiar with that character is like, oh shit, like all right, you know, like uh, that at least was a little bit of like um a moment, you know. But for but for somebody who doesn't have any sort of like pre-existing relationship with that character, they're they're like, so what? Like the yeah. the only thing that is sort of like pushing me along is like is is Ochi. And like it's telling that in a game, and really half of a game, I care way more about Ochi than I ever did about the reemergence of Louis. Right. That, <laughs> yeah. that, that's what I'm thinking too about this fucking ending. Is like they're acting like the whole point was like saving Almar. Almar is some shit who already did this before, and Ochi's my ride or die here. <laughs> yeah. Ochi's quick. I want to take care of my guy. Yeah. So that we should have just seamlessly gone into. You know, nine one one. Let's fix this dog. <laughs> it would have been kind of funny and interesting, though, if like there was a conversation even had with any of the crewmates of like, like, hey, like maybe actually maybe fuck this. Like maybe Ochi just kind of dies. Like for the, it'd be kind of interesting if they if they had like baked in like another ending where the player can choose to just say like, yo, let's just continue on and fuck Ochi. That'd be kind of interesting. They would never do that, but it'd be kind of interesting if they gave us that choice. Well, I mean, they did. They they allowed the bad ending in Pikmin One, which again is directly referenced here. Like, yeah, spoilers, yeah. Jim. But like, Olimar died, and the Pikmin dragged him back to the the Onion, and that's why he's a Leafling. Like, they saved his life basically, but he was dead um, um, because he crashed. Yeah, she a Viking funeral in space. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I did want to briefly touch on because it wouldn't be a games club meeting if I wasn't taking screenshots of text and stuff that that moved me even in Pikmin there there, some stuff got me Uh, yeah again at the end of every Pikmin game you always leave the Pikmin because the onion can't leave the planet or whatever uh, which is always like bittersweet and sad to me but in this one Olimar also has to leave Moss behind because Moss has the same issue as Ochi but Moss was born there. Huh? So he couldn't cure? Yeah. For Moss, Moss just, that is her, That's her. biology. Yeah, Moss was, 
Moss is like a part of like the planet almost like, like Moss can't like it's so they do, they, they do talk about like, Oh, we could probably, we could change Moss. And that's actually the screenshot that I have where they're decide Olimar is deciding that no, I'm leaving Moss here. And th- this genuinely got to me. I was sitting on the couch with my wife. And I was like, Oh, this is for Pikmin for a Nintendo game. This is pretty deep. Uh, yeah, this is Olimar's dialogue about leaving Moss. Um, Moss was born and raised on this planet. It would be wrong to change what she is for reasons she can't comprehend. Um, you know, as someone that has lived with cats my whole life, and, like, that's always the saddest thing about pets is, like, I, I love you so much, but you don't understand. Like, you can't... Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't get this. So, like... But then that's also what's so sad about leaving Moss and the Pikmin behind is like, you, you, you guys, like, I love you, but you don't understand. Like, I, I have to go yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that genuinely got to me. That, that was nice. Much like Zelda, I kind of wish there had been a little bit more of that kind of stuff and like more existential talking and like the idea of like, I don't know, like fucking around with the ecosystem of another planet and stuff and. It would have been cool too if there was more direct references to like humans. Like, yeah, you get like the, you see like the picture of like dogs on the table and, and there's like whatever, but it would have been nice to have a little bit more of that. But whatever. Most people probably don't care about it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I really like, I, I really like that's like when, when, and oddly enough, that sort of like commentary is also present in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that sort of like the the pet like commentary too. That shit always gets to me. I like my my dog has a, a hematoma right now in her ear, so I have to like wrap her head like multiple times a day, and she looks at me like I'm a monster. <laughs> like every time I do it, she doesn't understand that I'm doing it for her to like help her. Mm. She doesn't get it. To her, I'm just like strangling her like multiple times a day. <laughs> And like, yeah, yeah, shit like that always gets to me too. There are a couple lines in in the game that stuck out to me like that. Um, there's one. Um, I think you might have shared it when when you saw it, Matt. It was just one of those like between days dialogue about like the way that it. it I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something akin to like the way that the element of danger changes you. Oh, like um, right. It was a that was a good line too. Oh, I'll yeah. find it. I'm sure I saw the screenshot, but go ahead while I look. Yeah, forward. yeah. No, I just I I remember like there there were a couple moments like that, even just in the sort of like cool down dialogue between the characters. Um, and I almost wonder like how long does it take for that to run out? Like like until they're out of dialogue between days? Like how far can you go? You know, like. Day like if you get to like day like one hundred, are they still saying new shit every day? You yeah, know? somebody I, else online will figure that out for us. Yeah. But I, I I was surprised by how much there was. I'm on day fifty ish, and I was like, oh, every night is like a conversation still. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was on I think day fifty one when I got the gold bar. That was my last thing, and yeah, it was still new conversation. Um, I did find the screenshots. It's uh, Yanni saying, on this world and others, there are creatures who simply don't grow, don't thrive if they don't experience danger. No matter how strange that sounds, it's quite possible luminals are like that. They need to experience danger to thrive. 
which mm-hmm. yeah 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 i love that screenshot or that text super i i don't know yeah that genuinely good writing and not even humorous either yeah like, genuinely mm-hmm. good yeah it's a good game i like yeah it. I think, I think they I think they got I think they got it. I think the recipe's here and I'm excited to see what they do next and yeah, it's interesting this is kind of coming what feels like uh, surprisingly the the switch's swan swan song. Not quite, but we're in that yeah, area yeah. of all, all the rumor, gotta rumors. We got to be in the final like year, right? Yeah, I like think I think was, by this time next yeah. year we'll have we will all probably have pre-orders up and be getting ready for a month or two out from a new console. So exciting to see that happen and, and still be getting stuff that's this good. Yeah, I guess, you know, I think we're wrapping up, which is fine. I'm getting hungry, but I do want to say, yeah, we briefly touched on it earlier, but it's wild. Nintendo's output in terms of quality <laughs> this on the switch uh, yeah, like the best 2D Metroid, the best Kirby game, like the best Pikmin game, the best 3D Mario, probably the best 2D Mario, um, dude. Like, yeah, it, the, the best new is gonna be fucking insane. I can't wait. <laughs> Jim's making a face. Wonder. Oh, no, I, I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about something that already came out. And I was like, what 2D Mario? Game? Uh, new Super Luigi U is, but that was a Wii U thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, baby. New Luigi the best deserves Luigi's it. Mansion. The best Luigi's Mansion. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, agree. Like, I, I like two the most, but that's also coming to Switch, so that's fun. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I there there like many many Nintendo franchises have had their best entries on on switch which is wild like really wild yeah other than the with that part in luigi's mansion where you have to recreate the scenes from the movies and you have to go and you have to take the plunger inside of the whatever that that whole sequence is i i thought it was cool but it did confuse <laughs> I, me i remember liking it i was yeah. very i was very uh you're fighting the it's a, you have a cat fight I, that 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 one in particular was just a bit baffling. I remember but. chasing the cat was annoying. It's funny, Jim has a Guigi avatar also, but like, uh, I hadn't said anything, but I was definitely thinking about playing Luigi's Mansion 3 again in Games Club around Halloween time because I think that would be very fun. Well, that'd be super fun, first of all, but Luigi's Mansion 3 is a good example of like what, like, one in Luigi's Mansion 1 and 2 sold like well, they sold okay. But three has sold like 13 million plus copies on Switch. Like it's, it did extraordinarily well. And like it became like a, like a major, I mean, like Animal Crossing before the Switch would not have been considered like an A tier, you know, Nintendo franchise. And now that thing, like if they launched Switch 2 with a new Animal Crossing game, it would be off the fucking chain. Like it would be like, out of control, you know, and that was not true. Like New Leaf did like well and and like New Leaf is great obviously, but New Horizons like completely like lit a fire under that series, man, and the That's Switch like, just has the way. Like 40 million copies compared to like New Leaf was, was the previous best-selling one and that was like 12 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's a shout out to the Reset Era thread because uh, we always got a shit talk Reset Era here. That prior to Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out, there was a bet thread of what's going to sell more, Animal Crossing or Final Fantasy VII Remake? It's like, you, got, you honestly, like... In what world? In what world does Final... <laughs> again, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake, but, like, in what universe does a Final Fantasy VII Remake only on PS4 outsell 
a new Animal Crossing game. Animal I think, again, New Leaf already outsold what Seven Remake sold. Anyway, doesn't really matter. But, like, even even shit like Mario Party right? sold so well it on Switch. so like, well that they're like, oh, we should make one of these that actually, like, plays well and has good graphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, which is, which is wild. And, like, even, like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, even introducing new IP, like Ring Fit Adventure, there's that crazy stat of like Ring Fit Adventure was the best like new RPG IP since Kingdom Hearts. Like the like the new like best first entry into an RPG IP since Kingdom Hearts was Ring Fit Adventure, which ended <laughs> up selling like 15 or 16 million units, which is, you know, it's it's stuff like that. Like they uh they've they've really kind of figured it out. So I'm I'm hopeful that like for yeah, for Pikmin, like I'm, I'm excited to see what what this one does and to see like this sort of effort, uh, hopefully pay off because it it deserves it. Yeah, I'm not usually that much of like a numbers guy for sales, but yeah, I'm very curious. To see, I mean, again, we've been seeing the Japanese sales since it came out, but yeah, I'm very mm -hmm. curious to see Western sales of this. Uh, does anyone else have any thoughts on Pikmin four or or Pikmin at large or? Just any closing thoughts before we stop. Is is anybody else wanting to go back to the old ones after this? Like yeah. a shot? Yeah. I'd like to play yeah. one. I'd like to get my Wii out and play one. I never really played two, but I have both the play new play controls or whatever. I I've seen some stuff about two that makes me um, a bit nervous. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, King, King seen quite... <laughs> It just said horrible, uh, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like, I, I saw multiple other. It, what he wasn't alone. I saw quite a few going back before this came out, and who were like, "I actually think that this is a bad game." So I'll be curious. Um, I don't know when I'll fit that in. I I should just go upstairs, and I have it hooked up to my. Um, I have the Wii hooked up to my CRT up there, so I should really just sink into that. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see what else is out there. Give I a shot. I want to get three. I had it. I had it for Wii U and then sold it, being like, oh. "I'll just get it on Switch." Um, so I'm gonna try to find that second hand on Switch or something. I I really can't recommend three enough. I in my heart. <laughs> I think it's objectively the best game in the series and does a lot of things better than three, but man, three, especially on the Wii U, when you had the game pad, I, I had a little setup. I had a, a little mini table in front of me with the game pad on a little plastic dock. And then I was like mapping out my trajectory and like figuring out, okay, I'm sending Brittany here, Alf here, and I'm taking care of Charlie playing with the Wii remote and nunchuck for, for the motion controls and the pointer control. Oh, that was like gaming bliss. Like that was 
that was the moment where I'm like, what a oh, picture. Like I understand the Wii U design philosophy now, and then no. they never really did anything with it again besides Mario Maker. Damn. Well, I guess we're 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 good. We're good on Pikmin, then, right, boys? I. <laughs> All right. Well then, I I guess thanks for listening, and yeah, see ya. Bye. 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 Bye.